0: New from the Horror Vision Press, Sean C. Baker's Shadowplay Book 1, Kim and Jesse. If our reflections woke up, would they hate us? Would they envy our world? Would they try to take it? Two worlds on a collision course and 15-year-old Jesse Roberts is caught in the middle. Shadowplay Book 1, Kim and Jesse is available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold. Also available... A collection of desires, seven tales of modern horror. These seven tales bring the horror home to our modern world.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Horror Vision Horror Podcast. I'm Sean.
0: Tori.
2: Ray. And I am Anthony.
1: Uh, I know all the world is afire with Disney Plus, and that's all anybody's fucking talking about, and I haven't, but we're not going to talk about Disney Plus. <coughs> I mean, unless somebody watched like Return to Oz or something.
2: We're not going to talk about Mr. Boogity tonight, apparently. And oh. I'm okay with that. Did you watch Mr. Boogity? Nah. I don't even know what that is. Do <laughs> <laughs> <Is that laughs> they have like The Watcher in the Woods on that one? Um, uh, I've never Mr. seen that. Yeah. Is that on
3: there? I'm just curious if they have it I don't on know. There.
0: I know, but we're not gonna talk I, about I, it. But we're not gonna okay.
1: talk about yeah. it. So, violation. What have you guys seen, Tori? Let's start with you.
0: Woo! Okay. okay, so I don't, I don't know if I should give a background Anthony or not, but
2: it's entirely up to you, my dear.
0: It's been a shit week. Okay. So I thought, hey, Tori, you're having a shit day. She's having a shit week. Um. You're being, you're feeling pretty vulnerable and raw right now. What's a good movie to watch? So I watched *Midsummer* yesterday. Oh, wait, <laughs> was was that your first viewing? Yeah.
1: who Now, did you see? We saw it on disc. Because it yes. It's out on disc now, right? It's no longer.
0: <clears throat> we went. Uh, Maddie found it online. Maybe I shouldn't say that. No. Fine. <laughs> uh, FBI, sorry. Uh, yeah, we watched it online. And holy fuck!
1: <laughs> did, did you watch the director's
0: cut? No, we okay. watched just the. Uh, but it, I don't. How how long is the original cut?
4: Fucking long. Two, two hours and thirty eight minutes. I think or something. It did like not that? seem. No, like it doesn't. It doesn't.
0: Oh, long. oh my god! Um, fucking gorgeous. I I want to watch it again just to see little things that I know I missed, and I was just trying to take it all in at once instead of focusing
4: mm-hmm.
0: um, on things. So. Fucking beautiful! It reminded me a lot of The Shining. I think just the way shots are set up and how they use the environment as like a character. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get over it. Um, I cried after, like right. when the when the credits rolled. I I just it felt like such an emotional release, and it was super raw. And I think if you're in any of that kind of raw emotional state, it's kind of hard, but kind of cathartic at the same time.
3: I was gonna ask.
0: It was heavy. I felt like after like, afterward. You're like. No, I <laughs> saw it. I, I, I especially when you see her, spoiler, crying at the end and like then start laughing, or smiling like that. I don't know. It just hit me, really fucking hard, and I I had to let it all out. And afterward, I felt like picking up a cigarette again and smoking because it was just so much. but.
2: That's right, Marlboro Cigarettes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, I can take the place, that guy just passed away. <laughs> you need a new spokesman? <laughs> but fuck, that Ari Osterman man, or Aster, I don't know how he says it, but
1: fuck. Yeah.
0: Fucking brilliant.
1: It reminded me a lot of Kubrick, too, just the, the artistry, yeah. the craft of it.
0: Just some of the shots, the way they moved, it reminded me of like, just in The Shining, just how he moves the camera and
4: mm-hmm.
0: his color work and, uh, fuck. That was amazing. Like, I definitely want to watch it again and just really check things out. Um... So Maddie and I did a double feature. We watched Midsummer and then we watched the remake of Suspidia.
1: Oh wow! wow. So those we, are both long movies too. Yeah, <laughs> it,
0: it was like, oh, let's do something light and fun. Okay, let's do Midsummer and Suspidia. <laughs> <laughs> this whole like feminist kick. Oh,
4: that's cool.
0: Um, so wonderful. Fucking, I I can't recommend it enough. I really I still need
3: to do a second view. I guess that's
1: Yeah, same here. You've oh, seen yeah. it now multiple times, oh, my right? God, like yeah. four.
0: I, I definitely, I think Midsummer and Suspidia are probably my two favorite horror movies in the last year. Fuck, that and The Void. Just those three. I love The Void. Um, not so much horror, but to me, horror adjacent. I watched Jennifer Kent's The Nightingale.
1: Oh, how is it?
3: Oh shit, I just saw that uh, on, on yeah. Hulu and I want to watch it.
0: <sighs> Fuck. You're not going to like it. You're not going to like it because it's very mean. Well, but it's she did so much fucking research on that time period in Tasmania so the meanness has you know context to it it, it um it's really painful it's very hard to watch but uh, I guess apparently it's very historically accurate uh, how not just uh, the Aboriginals were treated back then but also convicts that were sent out there how. No matter what, if they were British, Irish, male, female, how they were all treated horribly. And how the British got away with a bunch of shit back then. Uh, it's fucking amazing. It's beautiful. Very haunting. Um, is it
3: got, like, the emotional strength that uh, B- uh, uh, Babadook had? Cause that's what oh, I yeah. The
0: no. Jennifer Kent, what I like yeah. is she really plays on, like, women, but not just focusing on women. It's not...
3: No, I know what you mean. Like the that thing, I think I loved about the Bob, but it was once I got it, and like I, I just was like, oh god, damn, this movie's great because I just love the emotional content. And, uh, it is. It's not just this monster story. It's this monster story about this person with trauma and like. When I brought it up to him, he was saying that like how they how people like really dislike the son character. And I know it's no like, oh, both. I thought both.
1: Both of them. I I don't know almost and anybody that likes a movie, and the reason really? they don't like the movie is because the mom and the kid are so unlikable. But it's like but that's, that's the, the, the point because point. nobody in their life likes they're them.
3: So trama- they're so they are such traumatized yes. people. Like the son doesn't—it's so uh. fucked up. But you don't even realize it until halfway point that like the reason the son is so fucked up and some somewhat traumatized is because his mother is so traumatized yeah. she's not dealing with it and it's fucking up him doing yeah. it like oh that's it's, it's, it's such a strong movie i love that movie, movie. so Amazing.
1: is it is the nightingale mean like
4: that
0: it has you find out watching the movie you kind of see the connection with the name Nightingale. And it's not just about her it's also about the tracker that's with her okay and kind of how two people even though they could be completely different have completely different stories how you can connect with trauma and that's what it kind of is about like you connect from traumatic experiences and how you both kind of grow from it especially when a trauma is fresh Mm -hmm. Like, how immediately you're just angry and sad. And it's kind of like, what happens after a trauma, especially when it's super fresh? What do you do? So, it's going through that, and it's... Oh, I don't want to give anything away. Okay,
1: that's cool. I mean...
0: It's it's long movie, but it's worth it. It didn't feel over two hours to me. It mm-hmm. kind of went out fast. Fucking beautiful. Dark. Oh, I... I mean, I don't know if it was historically accurate, but it feels like it to me. It sounds like
3: hey, it's another her, her foray. I mean, because the first... I mean, Babadook is a monster movie. It's just a like, what, kind of monster movie. I mean, movie. honestly... It sounds like this one is a revenge film, but, like, it's a but it's revenge not a sh- film done her way.
0: Yeah, it's not a straight-up revenge film. Because it's, that's
3: kind of... I don't know. That's kind of one of the things that sometimes I feel is weird about the revenge movies when it's, you watch it's them. It's a like, revenge. revenge. Where, like, the person just seems to get better, and they're like... Okay, I'm just gonna go fuck these people up, and you're like, why?
0: No, but see, why would that
3: suddenly make you feel better, though?
0: Right, and like I feel like a lot of revenge movies too. It just shows these people just mad, get their revenge, and yeah. then whatever they they come out this yeah, phoenix out of the ashes. Yeah. Where in this one, you, again, not to try to give anything too much away, she kind of gets her revenge, but that affects her. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: See, that's a good yeah. movie. And
0: see, yeah. then you see, oh, you know, you know, hurting somebody. Just affects, affects you more than you spot. think it is like in the moment like okay yeah I want to kill somebody but then it happens and you're and like and
1: how do you feel about it yeah,
0: yeah exactly so it, that's what I liked it had that in it and I don't know this actress's name but she was fucking brilliant and she's her and the guy that plays her husband they speak Gaelic in it oh it, it was beautiful I, I can't recommend it enough He's
1: it's on I know it's on it's on Hulu yeah Oh, it's gonna look good, maybe. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm. I'm. Uh, is it Aisling? Oh, yeah, and she has like an Italian last
0: name.
1: Aisling, uh, what? Oof, wheel of spin. <laughs> A- French, 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 French? French. French. Well, okay. I, French. Say so, maybe.
4: Let's That's uh, right.
1: so, well, I won't go to that anymore. Frankie. So oh, there you go. Okay.
0: Uh, and then. The fucking British soldiers are just pieces of shit, and and the guy that plays Billy the Tracker, amazing. Like you, you care. I cared so much about those characters and loved them that I wanted to know more when the movie ended. Of like, what happened to him?
1: Hmm. All right, that sounds. It sounds good. I'll I'll definitely give it a whirl.
0: It's again. It's not not as like heavy as Midsummer, but it's one of those movies where you're like, oh shit, I kind of feel shitty. Like let's. Well, maybe you, i should you watch know, a cat video yeah well, i mean that <laughs> does work you know the thing like
1: a friend of mine did a, a good friend of mine kind of taught me like when you consume dark content it's the same if you eat a bunch of junk food you're gonna feel like shit and then like you know balance it out like drink a bunch of water maybe eat some yeah. kale or something i don't know take
3: a walk. i'm gonna have a salad tomorrow
1: yeah okay. so um it, and that has kind of served me where like if i see something especially traumatic which is generally stuff that i stay away from but you know, I mean, I might be watching cat videos the next day, and it's fine. It's it it balances you out. It's it's
0: not as like brutal as irreversible, but you know how like after irreversible midsummer, you're like, I need a nap. Like, I need a soul nap. Like kind of like that.
1: A soul nap. I need a soul nap.
0: Oh man. And then and then oh my like, god. It, yeah, there's white. not a lot of violence in that movie, but when there is violence, it's like watching Hereditary the first time where you're just like, oh, fuck, right. I wasn't ready for that. Right.
1: <laughs> I mean, the, the most effective violence is like that, you know, Lynch does mm-hmm. that. Um, Nicholas Winding Refn does that. You know, Drive's a great example of where it's like, oh my God, wow. Ari okay, wow. I think. Ari does Ariester. that. Yeah, and I mean, really, I, that's I have more... I movie I will be bringing up this week that I think is very similar. Okay, good, good.
0: Uh, other than that, I watched on... Uh, Shudder Haunt. Oh, I loved it so much. I loved it so much fun. I
1: loved it so much fun. My I favorite really final girl, and I couldn't even tell you how long. Really, really liked that movie.
0: That that was really good. Oh, and I watched Wounds. I forgot. What's that? Wounds. Wounds. Oh, Wounds. Uh, haunt was fucking great, though. That was that was that was a lot of fun. I really, I really liked, liked that movie. I really liked them without the mask. Yeah, I was just gonna say that when
1: the masks come off, you're like, because at first I'm like is this Supernatural?
0: Yeah, I thought the same thing. I'm like, what
1: the fuck is going on? And then when you get the, you know, they, they at You're some point they give you some information. But I, I really, and spoilers, just, I to no spoilers. No, 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 no. It's no, not no. reinventing the wheel, but it's shot very well. The lighting is great. The setting is great. And it's no, nothing, you know, really verbose or grandiose. Like, there's not, a there's enough money in it, but not a lot of money. But they knew what, to, they knew how to make their money, right. like how to use that money to make what they wanted. And it, it, I think it's fabulous. I really, really like it. And it
0: it could be, it could really happen. Yeah, totally.
1: I don't go to fucking haunted houses because I'm always, you know.
0: No.
1: I'm not, I don't want to do that. Like.
0: And then doing the, oh, yeah. I was like. Let's go to an extreme haunted
1: house. Okay. Here, I got to put my phone in this lockbox. Yeah, sure, that's fine.
0: Sign me up. (laughs) And I started watching Nightmare Cinema and I stopped.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I <laughs> Was made it most of the way that? through. Uh, or you talked about that. I think I brought it up. I, oh, I got. I, to I'm gonna try story. it again, but I, did, I don't know. It just wasn't, wasn't doing much. It's the new McGuire's, correct? Well, it's an anthology. It's, it's. So he explained in an interview in Fangoria, he had wanted to do Masters of Horror, but like internationally, uh. and nobody would fund the show, so he made the movie. There's. So he made the movie, and uh, it's, I mean, it's not bad, it just, I don't know if it was just not, I don't, I don't know, I just expected something different based on reading about it in Fangoria, and then watching it, it, it looks, it doesn't look bad or anything, I don't know, it just didn't,
0: but. Nothing like catching so far. Yeah. I mean, did you see the black and white story? That I, short? Th- I think. With the chicken or kids?
1: Yeah, but not, and I think by that point I was either like. Checkmate. I want to say I was falling asleep or something. I don't remember.
0: Because so far that that was one of the only really catching stories. Wait, something. was it the
1: story that, that the actress was from Haunting a hip? Yeah. Okay, I did see that. Because she pointed that out. Kirsten pointed that out. And I just remember... I I don't know. It didn't do anything for me, but I feel like it was interrupted somehow. I don't remember
0: how. That That one was good, but otherwise it was kind of forgettable.
1: Yeah, I kind of... It's kind of the way I feel about *Tale of Halloween Like I'm going to try it again at some point But my first viewing just left me like I should love this Because I love every director involved in this And I just It went over me And just It went in one ear out the other Yeah literally.
0: Nothing like you regret watching No but it
1: just didn't Like nothing Like Move the needle at all
0: But then again I feel like we watch Higher echelon movies well, So all, it's harder for us to
1: Also improve. we watch a lot of movies and right, we're yeah. snobs everywhere. Yeah we're total snobs man no. For me, it, nothing's ever Ooh. gonna beat you know Magnum PI, Ooh. different strokes, the bicycle shop episode. <laughs> I mean, this is the high caliber. That's the theme for the. This whole is the night. you know I mean the that's Punky Brewster. Oh, refrigerator well, episode. Yeah I man, don't know. I know that's that's, that's,
2: that's, that's, a,
3: that's a good one. For me, it's the uh, it's the um, uh, Saved by the Bell.
4: Jesse has Aww. drug problem episode. The oh. caffeine pills? Yes. Oh, Much like so the Alex Pete. I'm so excited. I love that fucking
1: moment. I'm so excited. singing Pointer Sisters? Skinny. Hi, Androx. No, no. She's... Wow. She's, she's,
3: she's, I'll tell you that later. Let's yeah, not yeah, interrupt it's, it's, the episode. Welcome
1: to the Saved by the Bell vision or how about the Belding vision I feel no, I like, I
3: like they probably that. have a bell yeah, I'm there's sure, somebody I'm sure. out there who's doing that I'm it. sure there is like breaking down every episode hey if anybody on. out there
1: listening has a Saved by the Bell podcast we'd love to sit in <gasps> that'd be Ooh. great I've never watched an episode sober but you know I mean <laughs> Saved start by the now? Bell
0: like Illuminati Sorry.
1: so you watch Wounds so talk about Wounds a little
0: bit okay yeah, I mean
4: you, you know, I
0: I really liked it. I thought it was very interesting. I got very fucking invested in the the whole cult aspect, what was going on, and it lost me at the end.
1: You're just too ambiguous.
0: Yeah, and it's not that I don't mind ambiguous. I think I just got so focused on the cult and and all of that, It got me really interested and wrote me in. I felt like I was getting jerked off and then they stopped right before I came. You
1: know? it, it's funny that you say cult because I've never thought of the movie as cult, like having a cult.
0: I'm not saying you're yeah. wrong
1: in any way. So this is, you know, like the lens that we look at things through, right? And, and Anthony hasn't seen it so I don't want to go too into specifics but I did want to hear you, you know, I wanted to hear you talk about it. and, you know, everybody, we're all going to have things hit us in different ways or whatever and for me, Watching the movie was prefaced by loving the story, which I've read multiple times, more than I've probably read any short story, except maybe a couple Lovecraft, and that I've been reading for twenty-something years, but um, or maybe thirty years. Fuck, um, <laughs> uh, age.
4: <laughs>
1: but it's it's an ex, it's an exact adaptation, and it's like beautifully shot, beautifully acted, and I just it, it was cool to see something like not only be exactly adapted. But have it work, you know, because like, see, like Watchmen's a good example of like I understand why they changed what they changed, because it wouldn't have worked We're had done they done there. it the way they did it. I'm talking about the movie, not the show. But um, you know, so in this case, it's like it's exact and it just it just works. So, but
0: I mean, oh my God, everybody pretty much in that movie was a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> but I still cared about what happened to him. What
1: well, I mean, Army Hammer. He man, I he I was so impressed with his performance. No,
0: I I really I, I, I got watching damn. that. He's a great actor, and, and I Dakota Johnson has grown on me.
1: She really has. Like I just yeah. didn't expect that to happen.
0: Right. I want to not like her, but I like her. Um, and I got just so interested in it to me because a lot of it no spoiler, but that whole concept it reminded me of like Order of the Gash, like with Hellraiser. You know, just
4: oh that yeah whole, yeah like, yeah
0: kind of thing that could happen. Um yeah, just the fucking very ending. I, uh,
1: well, and, and so w- one of the great things about that movie is again without going spoiler, the way that this like what you say cult like the way that this concept is introduced, it's like these like innocuous underage college kids. And it's and so creepy college yeah, kids. Yeah, it's so just, weird. It's not like I love the fact that it's not like the dark stoners in the corner of the bar with the pentagrams on their shirt. It's like
0: the such yuppies.
1: A, yeah, such a weird angle to take to introduce that, and I. It's, mm, but
0: it, it was like the weird preppy yuppies. Yeah. Just in a random shithole bar.
1: It, and I mean, he really, he really nails bartending too. And I know, like Nathan Balingrid was was uh, a server. I I don't. I think it was a waiter, but he may may have been a bartender, but for a long, long time. And and having been a bartender, like he he just nailed it, like so exact. I don't know. It was just fucking great. I loved it. It's
0: like, come on. Oh. All right.
1: I thought it was a perfect ending, but that's just me.
0: But I think you two have that connection with the story. Yes, definitely. So I think if I flipped it, it might be a little different, but yeah, that's
4: pretty much it.
2: I've literally had time to watch two films. One of them was today, earlier. What'd you watch? I watched The Nail Gun Massacre from 1985. The thing shot on like... Uh, it looks like a Super Eight camera. Like it sucks. It's set in Texas. <laughs> it's a rape revenge film. <laughs> like That's it's fair. it's horrible. It's literally somebody like walking around in like uh, camouflage khakis with a, a motorcycle helmet on, with like a tank and a nail gun set up, and yes. uh, you know, just exacting revenge on like hicks and. Delivering, like, these horrible one-liners before. Stick and, around. Oh, wait, no, much. sorry. That's, that's it might either. as well be. No, it, it's that bad. And, uh, God, it was it was fuck awful.
4: <laughs> wow. But that's the point of the movie. Why, well, why,
2: why it's resurfaced, like, on Blu-ray recently. Um, just because it sucks. Who put it out? Uh, this one's an import from 88 Films from the UK. Okay. Um, I'm not sure who else put it out here. I think it's coming out soon or has since gone out of print i'm not sure but um it blows um it's it's a fun time like it's it's definitely one of those like group bad films right right but like sitting down trying to watch it and take it seriously for at, at any given moment was damn near impossible horrible earlier this week i had a chance to sit down and revisit Nightbreed. oh, oh not Nightbreed. now did you do theatrical or cabal I did theatrical. Okay. I don't even know if the Cabal cut is accessible anywhere, or if it is. If it is, it like looks is really bad. Is that the on that
3: special disc?
0: Cut? I think it's on. There's a, a, on
2: well, there's a director's cut that Clive uh, with he okayed for um and actually worked on with Shout Factory, and that's the one I ended up watching. But I I just watched a theatrical cut, this straight theatrical cut. Wait, wait. So so. But the Cabal cut, like the complete, like everything in. Um, that one has never been released. I think there's bootlegs of it floating around. Really? I, oh. Arrow, Arrow had tried to get it out earlier this year, and Arrow was unable to. Like, at the last minute, they're like, sorry, everybody, you guys are just going to get So was the,
1: the one cut. you got me, then, a director's cut? I, th- I I think I may have confused. I don't love the movie. I like it quite a bit, but... I don't have the history with it where like I've paid attention to the difference, so I think I. Well, thought the ball was the director's cut. The
3: major difference that uh, between the one uh, they read the like theatrical and the one that uh, you got me was that the theatrical ends with um, ends with uh, the, them leaving and then the uh, the priest sticking his hand into the dead.
2: Into Decker, Decker, yeah. Into Decker, and, and he
3: reanimates him and a yeah. scream. Um, the director's
4: cut
2: I, Shit now I'm blanking on it It does something different Where like it doesn't He doesn't reanimate But that's my favorite ending Straight up Like De- Decker coming back As you know As a, a monster yeah, from me like now just as, You know man, it's Screaming thing? Like in agony Like crucified mm-hmm. It's so fucking cool And then the Decker character like I've said it a thousand times I hate slashers Decker is like The slasher That I yeah. do like Because he's not franchised um uh th- the movie's beautiful in so many ways. I like Craig Schaefer's work in it oh, and nice. it, it, that's why I thought it was cool to see Schaefer return Oh, it is referred to as return in Hellraiser guy. Five. Like that was cool that he I liked it?
3: Hellraiser Five. I do too. I <laughs> love <laughs> Hellraiser Five. It gets
2: so much shit and I love Hellraiser Five.
4: I need to see that. Is
1: that,
2: is that the um uh uh
1: the guy that did Sinister, Derrickson, Scott Derrickson one? I don't
4: know.
0: I just know Schaefer's in it and yeah. in it. What, you don't really get pinhead until the last part of the
2: movie? Yeah, he kind of, like, pops up in these, like, small dream sequences. But there are Cenobites throughout the film, and, yeah. and they're, they're really cool. fucking creepy. The twins, fucking awesome. Um, oh. Yeah, and if you like BDSM, they're great. Right? Right. <laughs> but uh, it, <laughs> but Hellraiser 5 is another story altogether. I do enjoy that film, and I, I think it gets shit on way more than... than It's so good, in my opinion, it's good. It really. Well, people defend three, and it's it's terrible. Unfortunately, like that, like five is where they they set up the whole "I'm a detective and I'm gonna solve this crime," and they just kind of use that as the archetype for the next like four films straight, and it's just like I don't want to see this anymore. Same thing we saw in Judgment. You get you get the same story all over again. I'm gonna solve this crime, and it's Pinhead, you know, whatever. Nightbreed, still really fun. Um, I dig it a lot. Uh, the monsters are so beautiful. All the practical yeah. f- practical effects yeah. that went into that, I just, they're still mind-blowing yeah. to this day. Um, I, I think it deserves its own classic corner, I so I won't go into it too much, but that's pretty much all I've had time for this week. Um, but yeah, Nightbreed, fucking awesome. I
0: fucking love Nightbreed.
2: Nailgun Massacre, complete piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Totally worth watching if you want to watch a bad movie with friends one night, but yeah, it's it's not that great.
0: So you just had total spectacle. Total, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, that's cool. So, it's been a busy
2: week for me, so yeah, that's pretty much all I've been able to get to.
0: Nightbreed is, I think what really did it for me was it being fantasy, which I always loved, but then it was dark fantasy. Oh yeah, yeah. Like just, I, even as a kid, I was like, fuck, I want to live in Midian, I want to yeah, be Nightbreed, I want to be one of the children of the moon. <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah.
0: Tribe of the yeah mind. excuse me
1: my friend Missy always she loves that that uh movie and she always talks about how she loves that the monsters are actually the good guys, yeah and that, it is so cool and the, I mean you know all like the whole posse and all that and the, the that he's is it a sheriff or a whatever it <laughs> yeah. is you get a group that guy's such a tool yeah. and then Decker and you know I think the thing too with Decker being a slasher like you said also it's not just he's not franchised but he's not the point of the movie yeah the so fight. when the slasher's the point of the
4: movie, yeah, we kind of, oh, know... the difference.
3: Okay, yeah. I but completely also forgot about this. <laughs> yeah, at, yeah, exactly. At the end of the director's cut, okay, I had to look this up because I saw it, but it's been a while. At the end of the director's cut, it doesn't end with that. It ends with uh, all of the Night Breeder in a barn yeah. in the sunlight and he and... Um, what's his name? The main character. Boone. Boone is telling the girl that, like, he has to. Go, she go has to him. go. On, yeah, he has, She has to go, because she's not like them, and he's not like her anymore. And he has to lead these people. And so the concept of the love affair is it has to end. And like the they didn't have that in the original okay. in the theatrical cut. In the theatrical cut, it, it ambiguously ends with them together. Okay. And like you don't know. Which like makes sense for a theatrical out. cut. But <clears throat> yeah, the alternative, it's in the director's cut. It's nope. You gotta go. I got these people. I so
1: the cabal cut then is how much they more stuff. Nibbled. I
3: thought it was like a. There's also
4: yeah. okay. There's I know about this at some There's point, also some don't. more gore that's added in. There's also some more.
3: Hopefully not. Yeah, well, hopefully
1: not the sex scene in the prison from the book. Like, <laughs> God damn it!
2: It's close to a three-hour film though. I okay. Think. Yeah, it's somewhere long. I feel, feel
1: like didn't the I feel like we last played direct-
2: that. We watched. I feel like somebody played. I feel like.
1: But no, I no. I swear I'm, to
0: God, I've seen like the super long version too. Somehow.
1: I I'm, like I'm, said, I'm.
2: Bootlegs have existed for years.
1: I'm almost sure, like the music box in Chicago, like one of the like the the movie massacres or something. I I could be wrong, but I feel like it it has played in a theater within the last five to ten years. But I could be wrong. There's, I could be thinking
3: of the director's It's weird these things because you, you there's stuff like it's like the Berenstain Bears. no 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 there's a there's this there's this one um shit i I just blanked on the name of it but there's this there's this movie that was made in the early 80s with um the guy from waxwork um the lead and uh it's one of the it it was famously one of the three movies that he's known for besides waxwork and and uh gremlins gremlins um And it's where this, it's this weird film where it had all these SNL, like first generation cast members in it. And um, it's never been released in like theatrically. And it ran on AMC one time in like 1990s. And everyone remembers like, oh my God, I remember hearing about that or saw it. But like, otherwise it's impossible to get a hold of the film.
1: Dude, his IMDB credits, he's in Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth, Wow. as boiler room patron getting stabbed with pool stick. Nice. That's literally his
0: character's I want to be, I want to have that credit. <laughs>
1: the Psychic, Zandali, The Hitchhiker, Mortal Passions, Rising Storm, Lawrenceville Stories, American Playhouse, Crossings, Survivings, Nothing Lasts Forever.
3: Nothing lasts forever. That's it. It's this weird film where the... Um, oh,
1: yeah, Belushi's on the thumb Yeah, wow.
3: Belushi and Aykroyd and... Um, fuck, that's the other one's name. The one who played Venkman. Oh, Murray. Murray, is it? Yeah. But he's the lead.
1: Mort Stahl, Eddie Fisher. Wow. It's
3: got a crazy cast, but it was this film that was made, and then <laughs> like it, they just shelved it. And it played on and, AMC once, huh? It played on AMC wow. one time. And it's been on
0: his brain since then. And
3: people, well, no, it's just this infamous movie. Like, I have I co- I kind of collect mentally infamous movies, like, you know, The Hard to Find or, like, Never Watched or Saw One Time kind of thing.
0: You know what I remember as a kid? I remember seeing a cut, and I we recorded it on VHS, a cut of legend. Ah. Uh. But it was a mix of the American and the European cut. Oh, so the Tangerine Ooh, Dream
1: soundtrack. It had the uh,
0: Tangerine Dream soundtrack, but it had scenes that are only from the European cut.
1: That's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So
0: for years, mm. I was very confused um, until, you know, information, I got information that there was two cuts. But I, I watched both again, and I was like, I swear to God, and I watched the VHS that we had all those years. And yeah, the cut they played on TV was a mix of the two.
1: You know, th- that's interesting. That Very reminds me of, you know, before DVDs and like the internet and stuff. Now this is common knowledge, I feel like. But growing up, John Carpenter's Halloween on TV has scenes that are not in any version of the fucking movie other than when it played on TV.
0: We believe it. And it's, <laughs> yeah, and, and I remember to. always thinking,
1: <clears throat> where is the scene with Loomis and Young Michael? Like, I saw that. And, I mean, at one point, I remember thinking, like, what the, you know, and, and they used
3: to do that a lot. They, they did because
1: there was like a, a commitment time or something. But and, and, and there was that space yeah, the yeah, and there was no yeah. format for it to be released well, on like a DVD as like an old Sometimes it's cut, cut, because right? they
3: had to cut things, like they're like, oh, that's too violent or that's sexual, so we kept to cut this and like and so substituted. They were like, yeah, they have to have in. something else. Like it's a weird movie to throw this out at, like, but like there's a famous one for like the movie Teen Wolf, where in the scene. That originally ended where he drops off his friend, walking her home. In the TV version, he starts walking back home, and these dogs start following him, knowing he's a werewolf. And it's a joke that's there in the in, the, in this TV cut, but it's not in the theatrical cut, and it's not on any of the DVDs. It's like even a special uh, feature or anything. Michael J. Fox hmm. was like, Let's "Yeah,
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: he's oh, already shaking of cool. the
1: dogs." Oh, oh no, you are. Frickin' horrible. So, before we go into mine and Ray's watches for the week and then the, the movie ultimately, we'll do another uh, classic corner. So this week we're going to go with Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, an adaptation of a Stephen King novel that Stephen King fucking hates and uh, is very different from the novel. So, I don't know, what do you guys, Anthony, what do you think about The Shining? Talk about how it hit you, how it
2: didn't hit you. Well, I remember seeing it for the first time as a kid, and, and it being really hyped up uh, by my father, who's a, an avid reader, has gotten me into reading, and especially uh, horror, reading horror. Uh, he, he told me, you know, the, uh, the Stephen King novel was fantastic, and he's a big King fan. He read damn near every book he's ever put out. Um, so I watched the film because I think the content would have just went over my head had I tried to read it as a kid. Um, I remember being really, uh, almost entranced by, by the way that it was filmed. And then obviously growing up later, oh, it's Stanley fucking Kubrick, Um, and, uh, being severely freaked out by like the bathtub (laughs) ghost fucked me up as a kid. Um, but, I mean, I'll, I'll always remember just the elevator opening with blood and just thinking, that's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I mean, it's a solid ghost story. It, that's, that's one that's, you know, kind of stuck with me for, for, you know, a good period of time. But, you know what, it, it has an age well with me. And I've said it before, it's one of those ones that's just kind of fallen out of favor for me. I, I tend to fall asleep a lot when it comes on. It's just, it drags, it's... Uh, tends to get boring at times. But, I mean, that's the point. It's meant to be set up to be slow so that you've got enough time for Jack's character to lose his fucking mind. But it's not effective. It, it, you know, pacing-wise, it's it doesn't work for me. It's funny you
1: say that, because I think one of the things about the movie... Well, I know one of the things from reading... You know, Stephen King hates the fact that... A, Jack... I mean, Jack Nicholson looks nuts right from the beginning. Of the course. scene at the... You know hear that he heard about it on the television yeah. you know he already looks and he does the eyebrow thing and he's known as being kind of an over-the-top actor at that point right so of course and the novel really paints a picture of an ordinary man with problems becoming a fucking lunatic right so that's gone it's off the table so it's funny that you say that it needs the pacing for him to evolve and i feel like there's an evolution there too i mean i think i get king's point but i i it's I funny know. you say that with, the, with that
3: it's the interview for me that
1: interview. Oh, weird. Like, weird. Stuart Ullman. All just the best people. There's just something
3: off-putting about Nicholson in that interview. Like I'm look, I was sitting there and I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like if I was one of the interviewers there, sitting there talking to this guy, afterward when they when after he left, like our applicant left, and the other guy would look at me and be like, "What did you think?" I'd be like, "There's something." Just are you getting a serial killer vibe off of him? I feel like that's a guy who hides bodies under his house. Like, there's just something unnerving about, like, his. he has such a blastered-on smile in that scene.
1: That's very interesting, because, you know, one of the things about that interview that I've never thought of before is the (laughs) fact that, like, as they're interviewing him, like, there's people leaving, like, it's, like, the last day. So if they do get that vibe, they're kind of like... Well, no, we're leaving, so
4: we don't, really, Luke, we don't really have time is. to
1: interview anyone else. Well, so him and that, uh, and well, that badger that a it, it's funny, and it's so, almost like I got to go there. The Simpsons, you know, uh, the shinning. <laughs> the scene where it's like Smithers is like, he's. I forget what he says to Burns, and he's like, "I tell you what, we come back and everyone's slaughtered. I owe you a coke." Like it's almost exactly, <laughs> it's almost exactly that. Like this is not going to end well. Well, whatever.
2: You know. Like, would I say it's a bad movie? Absolutely not. No, it's no. It's a great movie. It's a beautiful fucking movie. Um, classic film. I just, I don't know. I just didn't stand the test of time for me. The, the,
1: the pacing thing definitely, like, I there are a lot of movies, and that is definitely one where I can fall asleep. And to me, it's just like, that's, I always consider, I don't that's on me. And like, so a lot of those movies now, I watch, and I never used to do this, I watch it in the day. Like, if I have a day off or something, and I, and I have time to like sit and watch it. And a movie like that, just real briefly, and then we'll go to you guys, but for me, that movie kind of taught me how to love horror movies, and I'll just never forget watching it. I don't know if I'd ever seen it before or not, but watching it um, in high school, my high school girlfriend, and we were watching a bunch of horror movies, you know, just kind of like checking boxes, stuff I hadn't seen, stuff we hadn't seen, and I just remember being stoned out of my mind and sitting on the ottoman in my parents' living room, and watching it and realizing at some point like becoming lucid and the music the bartok music and the penderecki had drawn me in and that's where like to me the pacing's perfect but it's so rare that i can stay in that you know i mean this viewing i'm talking about in, in you know, high school i'm like it's like two in the morning or something but now you know, last night I fell asleep watching a 45-minute episode of a creep Show. Not because it was bad, yeah. but because
2: it's just hard. It's harder. You get older, But that's right? the point of this segment. We want to hear about that first time. Yeah, know? right. We want to hear what you felt the first time. I mean,
1: and that's what I felt. And yeah. so I, I try, I, like, I can't live up. Like, if I put The Shining, like, if we go home tonight, I'm like, man, I really want to put on The Shining. And, like, I smoke a bowl and put on The Shining, I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah. It's not, I, like, I, it's not the movie's fault. It, I just can't. It's so hard to get into that headspace and be able to exist like that i just can't do it as much anymore and so it's not that it's fallen out of favor with me but it's just impractical Mm -hmm. like it's so hard to find a time to watch that movie under the i'm going to curate that experience exactly i don't want to be interrupted i want to get up as as little as possible i want no lights on you know i want to be stoned i want all this stuff and it's just never gonna
2: bowl of just brown m&m
1: no no food (laughs) no food no food (laughs) but that would just prime. anyway but so that that's me so
0: little ritual um i saw that movie i think way too young uh i mean i'd seen a lot of weird things at, at a young age anyway but to me that movie even at that young age i'm like this is too cerebral for me uh, at this young of an age and immediately though the music affected me and just that by itself, even though it's this beautiful shot, seeing the mountains and everything's kind of peaceful. That music, you're just foreboding and oh yeah. shit, like something bad is gonna happen. And that just scaring me itself. Um, but the first viewing again, I think I was too young, I remember flashes, images, the, the blood coming out, um, Danny just biking, yeah, on his big wheel, just going around. And having that feeling of dread, because you know at some point he's going to turn the corner and something bad's going to be there. Um, And like how you're saying, that movie to me was very hypnotizing, even as a child. Uh, Like, I was watching something that was just too far over my head at the time. Mm -hmm, But being really enthralled in it.
1: Well, and when you're a kid, that's the kind of thing where even though it's slow paced or whatever... It would draw you in because you've never seen anything like that before. And, and it's like, and, what, is, what is this?
0: And, Why is this like this? And it, it sounds so cliche, but the goddamn carpet. Like, that always oh. stuck with me. And, and like I said, like him doing the big wheel. I had a big wheel at the time. Just turning a corner and all of a sudden the twins are there. Like, so fucking iconic. Uh, that, yeah. Of course, here's Johnny. Him... And re-watching it, seeing him... That shot of him actually going Dude. at it with the... He's really going at Have it! Have you
1: seen... I don't know where I saw this. There's a... Th- like a... Making up. a. Th- I don't even know if it was... Well, so I saw it online, so it was just a short little thing. But it's Kubrick operating the camera as he's doing... Because the camera follows him full swing. So it's moving like that. And it's just fascinating to see Kubrick operating the camera because he's moving with it. And like... that takes some skill like he would have had to have been in sync and you're right he is fucking going for this he shit.
0: is i mean he's doing full-on fireman yeah like there's no axe swing which goes. they should i mean, so i
3: should saw, be. i think i saw okay i, th- I thought we made up on something similar because i've seen something where like he's talking to him beforehand i haven't he's seen that like so should i you know really uh, i can't try and he's like break down the fucking door He's like, go for it. Yeah. Man. And he's like, all right, full speed, full intensity. And he's like, I want more than full
0: intensity. He, he's no, like, but all right, s- cool. seeing and I, I get what you guys are saying. Like <clears throat> Jack Wilson is over the top, and instead of you seeing like a man slowly become crazy, it's like, oh, he's kind of off already, and he's just pushed over the edge. But he goes full fucking nuts. Yeah. And he to knows. me, as a child too, I was like, this guy is fucking
1: crazy and i like it the scene to me where he is the craziest is just the one where like danny wants his fire truck and then and you know wendy's like okay but don't wake him like she's worried because she's you know he's become slightly malevolent at that point he goes and he's just sitting there in his blue robe and he's like come here son
0: yeah and
1: Dad, you wouldn't hurt us. Who told you? Like, But he looks so fucking insane in that scene. <laughs> like, oh my God. God.
0: And you feel, the whole time, <laughs> you feel on edge watching that scene because mm-hmm. you're like, he's going to fucking do something to yeah. Danny. And oh my God, he's going to do something to Danny. Okay, he did. But, oh, I think he might do something that oh. has always just kind of stuck with me. And oh. it's... Yeah, I gotta be in a certain mood to watch that kind of movie. Yeah.
1: You said you watched it twice in the last week. That's fantastic.
0: uh, One of the times was at Phantom Carriage. Oh, that's cool. So I got drunk and I was like, oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I think the only thing that bugs me about the movie, it's not the movie itself, it's the fucking theories, fans, and everybody makes up about it. It gets a little too... I, I've
1: still me. never. I've started watching Room 237, and people, like, really, like, just sucked that movie's dick f- oh. for, like, the year after it came out, at least. And I'm not saying it's a bad doc, but I, it, like, I, I just you was know, like, I'm not ready for this. You know, level here's of something. Crazy. I, I, I,
3: before I get, I get into what. It's my, like my David on the film but Yeah. <laughs> my thing with that, and, like, is it's this. It, it's this finish. Fetishation. That, that's it's an
1: impossible word to say. I can't wow. say Wow. Fetishization.
3: Of popular culture that has happened. And like, I'm going to deep dive into like, yeah. like, every little fucking thing. Or like, I'm going to interpret it this way. Like, it's a weird reaction to have. But like, I feel like we don't have enough. Maybe it's the society we live in nowadays. But there's something missing in this society of like the... Uh, I'm gonna call it the Red Foreman character from from that '70s show. Where like, if you had your friends or you had a, a father that you said that to, he'd be like, "It's a fucking movie, dumbass. Calm down." I've never like, seen
1: that show. There's something... So I'm so lost with this. Uh, it's there's... fine. I get it. Well, get
3: the it. thing is, is that his it's just the, his character is this father, and like his father, like is like this old, old guy. And like, you know, Eric will be like, oh, Star Wars, the greatest film ever. And like, here's this thing. You don't understand, Dad. And he's like, it's it's a a movie with people with laser swords. Shut up, Eric. You dumbass. Like, it's, there's something missing to that. Like, where like, there isn't someone reining you in and going
1: like, calm down. Well, you know why? Because the internet (laughs)
4: that's why because it just makes it
1: okay to be fucking nuts and then they make documentaries and give every fucking lunatic that has the most insane theory 20 minutes to talk about their theory although I guess we're slightly fetishizing
3: ourselves here So,
1: whoopsie Um, talk about The Shining how did The the Shining tickle you the first time?
3: I have an interesting thing because I'm different from all the rest of you I didn't see it until my 20s Okay. I did not see it until my twenties. You're out of the um, And beca- yeah. <laughs> because you can't sit with us, <laughs> you're not one of us. You're not- I-, I can't. No, you're you more one re- of us than we are. You can't that song. Anyway, um, the interesting thing I had was that it was this film that people talked about. You know, I'd heard people talking about it yeah. and I'd heard people like, "Oh, the twins. Oh, the blood in the hallway. Oh, like so things got spoiled for me before I saw it." So then when I finally saw it, there's things that hit me different than the rest of you. The blood in the hallway, the twins, I was expecting it. Some of the things that hit me were like you said earlier, like we were just talking about, um, that he doesn't, like he's descending into madness and this unease you get from him as as you're watching it. Like there's going to be something that happens like with the kid and this and especially that scene with the robe. I think from the interview on, like from there and then even there, like I felt like this was a man on edge. Yeah. From the beginning of the fucking movie. Like I felt like even from the start, like, this is a man on edge. Like I just felt like there was this growing tension. Yeah, there is. That's what makes a movie. And there's a weird there's a weird anger of angry. A rage seeping at the surface, especially. On the, I mean, even in that scene where they're just driving up the hill, and like, isn't it? it was isn't it the line of like Son on TV? Yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, oh, that's a man who could snap at any moment. Like, give him a reason. That's before the interview, though. Um, and so I'm. Si- is it before the interview? It is, but been, but oh, still, I mean, the interview plays yeah. after they, right, they, they right, drive up for right. the interview,
1: and then you know they like skip it. Is it to the whole they, family? D- yeah oh okay Yeah, but they forget grandpa so they oh, have to go that's back
3: that's right like his family's looking around while he's doing the interview I'm sorry but so yeah, no, anyway no, no, no. like that really hit me the car drive like and then the weird uneasy puts me in the interview and then once they're there by themselves the, that scene with the, with the where he's sitting there is weird to me um and then the like a couple other scenes that hit me and you know, I was like holy shit that was awesome were the, uh, when she finally reads what's on the typewriter. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And the what first I time that hit me, I was like, holy shit. shit. Yeah.
0: And the best part of that is how it was uh different each page she went to. Yeah. Yes. It
1: looks like text. I yeah. felt. You yeah. know, like, paragraphs and spacing and... I felt so bad for her.
4: Yeah. <laughs> that... well,
3: because then he starts coming down the stairs at her and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was like... I'm not gonna hurt you. I know. You did not it was finished. like... It was like a I it, I equated it mentally to like a woman walking into the room and finding like knives or something in her husband's shed, yeah. and then like pictures of dead people and like, and then she sl- puts the pictures away quickly, but then the knives are all still right there, and he's like, oh. What do you think about my collection? She's like, ah, I'm good, good. I'm gonna go to my room now, and I'm gonna lock the door so Didn't you don't that. fall. Didn't you he stay fall. here. <laughs> you stay here. Like that really hit me, and I was like, oh shit! She's got to get the fuck out of there.
2: Like, and yes, she can. I know. Let me pose a question to you guys and gal. Um, <laughs> we recognize the uterus this uh, <laughs> evening. Did you guys watching the film? Ever get the notion that? well oh, Did you ever lean more towards the notion of that he's insane or that he's possessed? Because clearly he's sitting there communing with ghosts.
0: I don't see, and I questioned that the last time I watched it. Is he crazy or is it a ghost story? And I still don't know. I think, and that's bit... what I, I like about it. Is it kind of leaves it up to you? To My... me, if I feel like it, leaves it up to you as the viewer. Do you think he's this or that, or is it both?
3: Um, yeah, my takeaway is this and I, and I based it on uh, cause the first time I watched it I thought to myself oh he's losing his shit he's making up this guy he's making up this bartender and I thought and then he made up the guy in the restroom too and I was like oh man he's making up excuses for his madness but then when the shit hits the fan and she starts seeing weird shit
0: oh yeah plus well, they
3: let like, him
1: out of the fucking cooler like they the literally yes. they let him, out. Ghost let him out so he's yeah yeah he, he, I, I don't forgot think he was, about that. that's
3: when i went oh this is a haunting so like my interpretation yeah. was that like he was a man who was on the edge of, of of anger all the time but they just pushed him they just went he
0: was the easiest to manipulate because <gasps> what, he was like what recovering at the time he's, he's so suggest- recovering but yeah. also
1: he he has the shining mm-hmm. as well so you know he's already kind of in touch with these things, and maybe that's why he is the way he is. Like, when you go into Dr. Sleep, like, it's not a spoiler, but Danny grows up, and he's on a path much like Jack, where he's drunken on drugs and just kind of living his fucked-up existence. And it's largely, I think, implied, because he They has, can't deal with their good. Yeah, like, well, it's not or good. Or it's, it, cursed it's He's in touch with this shit that nobody else is, and it's a way to... I think he even so, says it, It's a way to quiet. Yeah, it, that, that's what
0: I'm getting to, like... if. Like, a lot of empaths... Yeah, exactly. ...do stuff like that, too, because they feel too much all the time.
1: Well, I don't... I never thought he was possessed, but I definitely think that the ghosts or whatever, you know... And they really go into that in the book, too. And in the book, he is a very... He's a way more normal man. And, you know, here's the thing. King's issue with it not showing a normal man descending to madness, you don't... Like, you've got... Granted, it's a long movie, but still, in that runtime. It wouldn't work if he was a normal man. Like, he's got to have some edge at the beginning, and I feel like that is what keeps you kind of going through with the pacing and stuff. It pulls you through. That's a through line. Where the book, it's a book, so you can put it yeah. down, you can pick it back up, or whatever, and <clears throat> it really... Like, Jack is the character in the book that's... I don't remember shit when I read it a lot, but, like, there's certain things in that book that I remember. The way he describes being hungover and eating Excedrin and, like, chewing the tablets and the taste of it. The way he hears... Danny's arm breaking, like a pencil breaking, f- constantly. Like there's just certain things that haunt him, and it just leads. What 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 well, what, what, what about you? What was your t- what is your
2: takeaway? My and takeaway question? was that there was a form of possession. Because see, he, that's it. I never even thought of that. Because of the way he always put himself in a state to kind of lubricate or 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 uh, make himself accessible or vulnerable. Because it just you know, the alcoholism obviously for one. Um, and then just you know seeing him flip like that like that obviously uh, what you're seeing in front of you is a psychological break. However, like I said, watching it as a kid, seeing him you know again commune with ghosts and whatnot, I'm like, well maybe he is possessed. Maybe something got inside of him and it made him veer off, you know, in this direction. I don't know. It was a it was always a possibility, and it was something I, I I've asked people you know or made him open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ma- yeah made him open toward toward possession well there is the other thing in dr sleep again not
1: a spoiler but they they go you go in and it's in the shining the novel you go into this thing where it's like the hotel actually has the shining and so it feeds on these people in a in a similar way to other characters in dr sleep do which just you know go to really make that movie and in the book very very good but so, I mean, that, I never thought of it as possession before, but that's a really interesting take. I like that. I like that you posed that question. And just like that,
2: there's another classic corner. Yeah.
1: Oh, wait. Okay. Use...
2: Ray. Sorry. No, had a couple no, of no, no, that's fine. And just like that, um... we're reopened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Ray, I'm sorry. Ray hit it. No, no, no. This because there
3: was, um like, one of the other scenes that, like, hit me um really strongly was because, again, I was in my 20s. And I, I was sitting there watching it, and I remember the scene where she's running down the hallway, and then she looks at the room, and I was like...
1: Oh, dude. The wait. guy in the bear suit blowing the other guy. <laughs> Is that a fucking fuzzy? Did he, dude. Did
3: Stephen King just write... Furries.
1: For furry, thank you. Did they just write... Did, is that the first furry occurrence? Like, I don't even know if it's a bear suit. Like, is it what a walrus suit? It, it's like, wh- I don't know what it is, but it for Oh some my god. it child,
0: suit. it reminded me of like original Winnie the Pooh for some reason. I can see that. Oh. So being like, oh. No, I, I got it. I, like
3: I got it. No, and I was, but on. I was like, oh, <laughs> this place is creepy. They yeah, have, the, they had furries in the 40s there. That's one of my favorite That's scenes. groundbreaking place. That and
0: Oh, shit. I still like it well I don't like it but when Scatman Carruthers dies see how he just pops out of nowhere. I was going to bring ah, that up yeah. that's
3: one of the things that like my my mother has problems with the film and that's one of the problems there's two classically problems that she has with the film and like I've heard I'd heard about them
0: oh because so Scatman
3: the Scatman Carruthers murder because uh, that character in survives right? in the book but once I saw the film I argued with her um the movie wouldn't work
1: yeah, well, there'd be went, no body What count. do you
3: mean? I go, it's a horror movie without a body count, then. So what are you just doing, a haunting? Or, like, is it just because he freezes to death? And she went, I guess I can understand that. And then the other thing that she classically rails against, and is like, it was so much scarier in the book. And I went, yeah, but I don't know how you do this cinematically to make it work. Was the hedge animals?
1: No, you don't. I don't think you can do you it. You don't because I don't they did, they did, that, they did the Stephen Weber uh, sci-fi miniseries, and it's it is the book essentially. I don't, oh, no.
0: Isn't it Mick Garris
1: did the? I, yeah, I, but I mean, I think Stephen Weber—that's the guy from Wings.
0: Right? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, he, I, yeah, I, yeah you're
1: he, right. I believe he plays. No, Jack. No, he plays. It. He plays Jack.
3: I don't know how you cinematically pull. You that don't. Up. It looks like it looks retarded. I don't know anyone that has that level of skill. Maybe uh, Del Toro. Maybe no. It's It
1: just wouldn't work. It works niche
3: and like weird yeah. that like I'm like how do you make a series of fucking head you don't <sighs> you don't I'm like <laughs> it's like trying to make the outside of uh, what's it called small world Without, I mean, not talking about the ride itself, but like the animals that are on the outside, the the, the carved garden. You're talking to somebody who's never the been to Disneyland. Yeah. yeah, the topiaries. They, they look have at those. Topiaries look at animals. the scary topiary. Like, anyone would, I mean, it would might work for like them for Halloween, but like anyone who's going to, anyone wouldn't be like really terrified.
1: Well, I mean, I think the idea uh, is that you take something that let, is that, you know, banal and like. But something that's so innocent and stupid. Yeah. And to make it... Yeah. But although, I will say, like, to, to circle back, you know, I've said before on this program, Midsummer, the the tableau that you are eventually shown at the beginning with the sister and the parents, anybody else that did that, it would have been laughable. Because it's so grandiose and it's just so ridiculous. And it is just fucking amazing the way he did it. Ari Aster made it work and I don't know that anybody else could have. So maybe somebody could make evil... Because to- the idea in the book is that it's topia. Like, who fucking cares? I know. And, and But you know what? That's what's going to kill you right now. Well, you're kidding. No, that's going to kill you.
3: Uh, from what i am just... From, <laughs> from, here, from, here, from how I hear it was described in the book and I kind of understand it is that they're not moving. It's like the kind of thing where like... It, it it's I've seen it done with statues and things like that in movies before. The Doctor like, Who episode like with the angel, the stone. The angels. persons, yes, or like someone's moving or someone's going it, through a room, it, and then you suddenly hear something. You turn around and it's changed. And you're
1: yeah, like, huh? I, like I, like I, Hell House. <laughs> yeah, I need to just add that I'm not a Doctor Who fan. No, I've i seen know the, exact, I really like that. I am episode. Not you're dressed Who just like them. Yeah. But I
3: know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Every week you dress <laughs> just like I've heard like about it. No, everything.
1: I, I've seen that episode. I've seen 5 you episodes of that show. And that's one of And that's the only episode I've That's I saw one of the that I, episodes
3: I hear about from it's Doctor Who. Fans it's great, but every it's other it's episode I've seen I'm like whatever. I'm
1: like okay. It's SpaceX files or some shit, I
2: don't know. But now we can move on. Anyway, and that was another classic corner.
4: the music.
1: So I finished American Horror Story 1984. It's done. <laughs> I'm so fucking happy. Probably the best season. They stick the fucking landing. Nine episodes. I-, I waited until about two weeks ago to look at IMDb to see how many episodes there were. When I saw that there were nine, I think that's the fewest there's ever been. And it- I was like, that's a good sign. They stuck it. They didn't do with the last episode what, they, what I thought they were going to do, because I was kind of hoping Billy Idol or somebody playing Billy Idol would show up, and it didn't fucking happen. So I didn't, you know, face-to-face and back-to-back, I did not see or feel his sex attack. So I don't know what to say about that exactly. But
4: it's a circle.
1: in, I, I'm going to say, this is this is a small spoiler, but i got to talk about this. I didn't talk about this last time. But in the, I forget it was the penultimate episode, or or it was either in 7 or 8, there is a Kaja Gugu massacre. And Wait. It, it is amazing. And just think about those words. I've Kaja Gugu massacre. I feel like I gotta watch this
3: series. Though. I mean, I'm, at least I'm three beers in, season.
0: so I need to just say that even slower. You just say... Is it too Pajuguru.
4: shy? No, no, no.
1: No. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I mean, although that song surfaces multiple times, but like, there is literally, and it's so. There's, it's so funny. We were talking about this last night. <laughs> there's like a point where somebody says, "I, I think it's a singer. Who's the singer? Limon. I think it's Limon, which is my favorite Sprite flavor.
2: Yeah, definitely. And, and I got one in the fridge for you.
4: Yeah, actually, cool. dug it
2: up from '85. Nice." You? <laughs> they say to him like he, he says something like,
1: we only have one song anyway and then somebody says like, well, what about Never Ending Story and he's like that's my solo career
0: <laughs> oh my god but
1: there yes, the, yeah, there, there is a Gugu yeah, Massacre and it, it is, and is glorious. glorious but it, it I, I love this season and it is exactly like what I thought based on the trailers before it started where I'm like okay they're hitting so many things on the nose and they continue to do that there's like one big, in the second last episode, there's a scene that's like right out of the first installation of a very classic slasher from the 80s. And it's like, I knew they were going to do it, but there's a reason they're doing it. And it wasn't the reason I thought. I thought it was going to be a meta thing, and it wasn't a meta thing. And just, they, they just... It was just so fucking good. I really liked it. And I had a little bit of a weirdness with the fact that, like, I really love the Richard Ramirez character. And I'm like, that's ah, a little weird that, like, I'm like, oh, I love Richard Ramirez. And, like, he's somebody that actually killed people in real life or whatever. And I feel like there's an Sean attempt. Sean
2: carved a pentagram into his car, by the way. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I didn't carve that there. Uh, My father put it there. Uh, uh, My real father, uh,
0: father. Oh. Start um, singing Night for Yeah.
1: Nanu, <laughs> Nanu. <Na-na-na-na. laughs> But I feel in the last episode they make their very grandiose, like, look guys, we're aware we used Richard Ramirez as a character and y'all enjoyed him, so this is where we kind of make amends for that, so here we go. And, you know, whatever. I don't know. But I really liked it. It, it was I thought it was the best season.
0: That's how I feel like Mindhunter did to me with Ed Kemper. I'm like, oh, Ed Kemper, we could be friends. And then you're like, oh, shh, no. I
1: don't, I don't feel like Mindhunter made no, me feel well, not, like I could be no, friends no, with Ed Kemper. No, yeah, but like
0: they kind of like...
1: <laughs> I definitely don't feel like that.
0: Because they, uh, I think because they humanize him. You're like, I don't do even
1: know that they... Know. they not
0: like, humanize they, him, but he, they make him kind of likeable. Yeah,
1: they do. But, but also, I mean, the last episode of the first season
2: reminds Holden.
0: Why, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, oh... oh. Oh, this is why we don't yeah. become pen pals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you
2: haven't watched that show, it's fucking fantastic. No, it's so Both good. seasons fucking, are fucking yeah. killers. So
1: I guess uh, I, I don't, I don't think we talked about this on here, but like the next season isn't gonna be until like. I feel like it's twenty twenty one. Wasn't it like two years yeah. between seasons? I watched and it late? late. I watched. Yeah, yeah you're right. Because I watched it uh, just at the end of twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. so I didn't have to wait that long. Then the other thing I saw was um, Zombieland 2. No. Which, from the trailer, I love the first. I love the first Zombieland. It's a great flick. Saw in the theater. I've seen it a couple times on video. Love it. Holds up. The trailer for the sequel, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, man. I don't know. The thing with, like, the, oh, here's the guy that looks just like Woody Harrelson. And he's got the sidekick that's just, oh, uh, and, then, and, then also, yeah, and then also, like, I'm always like, really? A decade between movies? Really? Don't bother. Like, that's Sin yeah. City. I'm never going to see the second Sin City because I'm like, well, mainly because Frank Miller's a fucking D-bag, but, you know, it's just that 10-year gap. I'm like, what are you fucking waiting for? Like, yeah, really?
0: To me, it's a little too far But between.
1: I will tell you this. Zombieland 2 is as good as the original. Oh, wow. I fucking loved it. I absolutely love it. You love it. She loves it. Um, man, it's it's good. It's it, I really like it. I'm interested. And, and if you stick around, there's some after. There's a the credits start and then it, it gets interrupted very early on, and they give you something, and then all the credits go and there's a little something else. But also while the credits are rolling, there's like an Elvis. Joke like in the movie because they go to Graceland and it's not there, and they go to this other place and Rosario Dawson runs it and it's got his blue suede shoes and all the shit, whatever. Um, but so as the credits are rolling, after the first credit interruption scene, it's I think it's um, what's uh temperature rising? What's the the Elvis song? I can't th- famous Elvis song. And I realized... Hound Dog? No, it's not Hound Dog. Choose. No. Rock around the... No, Rock around the... When else. I feel my temperature rise... I, I, tip my tongue.
0: Love Gun. Oh, <laughs> 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 night Prowler. Yeah, Night, night Prowler,
4: right? I realized
1: we're like... When we're talking about the movie as... as and then all of a sudden I realize, I'm like, wait a minute. This isn't Elvis. This is Woody Harrelson singing the song. They like did a big studio... Burn production. in Love. Burn in Love. There you go. Hunger, hunger, burn, burn, yeah, and it's Woody Harrelson singing it, and yes. it's fu- and it's like a fucking like it, full studio like it. It was good. I was, was like, wow, sun studio recording.
3: Right. <laughs> you tell me this while it
0: was still out? I would have gone and
3: seen it's still it. out. I
0: saw so last it. Sun- I saw last Sunday, man. Okay. Okay. Shut
1: up. So Ray, what'd you see? Obviously okay. not Zombieland Two.
0: <laughs> He's trying to go no, on his AMC no. app. No
3: baby that's how you go to see movies um okay so i saw almost human not this past week and not even between last episode What'd but you think? i forgot to mention it before and i wanted to talk about it i
4: liked it yeah i love it
3: um it it, it has a slight uh not as strong as in the mind's eye but it has a slight uh uh what's carpenter not carpenter um yeah, oh, uh, Cronenberg. Cronenberg feel yeah. to it, especially the whole tentacle. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, attachment to the crotch thing. I, I was like, that's fucking nuts. I've never seen that before. Um, but I liked it. Uh, it was an interesting take on, on an alien. Yeah, movie, like possession movie or or whatever. Whatever it is, whatever yeah. it is. Like it's hard to say whether it's possession or changing or evolving. I don't know, but um, I liked it. Like I, I you know, I. I was, you know, it's his usual cast of uh, usual.
1: Graham usual Skipper, Josh, and, Josh Ether. Yeah,
3: but it uh, it surprised me. Like I liked it. It it's not slow. It moves really well. Yeah. Like um. Uh, he's very quickly evolving into one of my favorite directors in horror. Like he's, it's just he's a fun guy. He yeah, he's fun. fun. That's a word. He knows how to make fun horror movies, and like it. it I said, I was saying to somebody the other day that I find this fascinating in horror because it's not something that happens cinematically in a lot of other genres. But, like, horror has this thing of... Maybe it's because in other genres people go, Oh, I'm just going to do this thing and I'm going to make it like that other person's thing. But, like, this is mine. And, like, not... Like, do the homage... But like not quite like try to outdo it or like try to one up it or whatever. But I feel like horror has this neat thing, and I've seen it in several of his films. I've seen it in other directors' films. It's, I saw it in one of the movies I watched this week that has nothing to do with Bigos. Um, that there's this neat thing in horror where people go, "This is an homage." Like instead of like you could you could they could be accused of ripping off, but they're like no 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 I know what or where this comes from I know what I'm referencing, so I'm just gonna do that like I'm like I I I love what this person did so I'm going to do that I'm going to represent it, and like it's neat because yeah. in other any other genre you go look at that rip off yeah like that's they're they're stealing from they're stealing from Spielberg they're stealing from this person they're That is a rip-off of Hitchcock. But, like, in horror, people go... Because you know these directors know it. They're referencing it in different ways. Like, it's not just cinematically. It's not just story. Sometimes it's some things, like... It's the text. Like, with Begos, it's the fucking... You see the text on the screen. You see the way that Almost Human comes out. You see the way the titles come out. And you're like, that is Carpenter.
0: Well, I think the, the lovely thing about horror in general... I mean, granted, there's probably a few, but I feel like most people that are into horror, they fucking love it, and they want to nod to these people that have influenced them because horror is such a little niche, and it's kind of frowned upon or not taken seriously, unfortunately.
1: It's a genre of auteurs where, like... Yes. Like, when you say the rip-off thing, it's like, think about action movies. You look at any, yeah, just look at look at the '80s and '90s action movies. They're all just ripping each other off, and none of it feels like an auteur like acknowledging something. uh, They're just like, I can do that too. And you
3: know, the thing is, is that like I don't even feel like I've ever seen an action movie where someone makes something today, and I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, "Uh, are they doing? um, I just blanked on his name, but right now, but I like, uh, is this guy doing an homage to the director for fucking Robocop? Like is this a Verhoeven?
0: The only but like, I just don't think it would
1: play off well.
0: No action movie to me is Hot Fuzz, but it yeah, was more. Well, but time. Yes. Yes. but it also like, announces like, that,
1: like you know, yeah. that's Super the intention. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's
3: the thing. That's the thing about it too is that the movie tells you when he's homaging too. Like he gives it... There's that scene where they go. He takes him to his apartment, oh, yeah. and he's like pulling Super. out those movies, and he's like, oh. Let's oh, watch moisture. *Point Break*. Let's watch this. Let's watch that. And you're like, okay, I know what they're homaging because they yeah. just gave me footnotes. Horror doesn't do that. Horror goes, here's this movie, and then you know it because you fucking love those movies. Yeah, yeah hair, it's so cool. Does, uh, hey, you, know, you see that? Yeah,
0: see what we did there. You're a true fan. that saw what we did. There. Yeah. Uh, Almost Human reminds me a lot of *Life Force*. Again, like that whole
3: Ooh, alien I've never I've never seen that type. That's it's an just interesting
0: like take. vampiric. Yeah, it totally improves space. Yes, it harder. does. Yeah, yeah. I'll be
2: honest, it's boring. It's got some really cool like practical effects in it, but it's boring as shit. Is it? Yeah.
0: And some yeah, of so the violence, I was like, oh shit. Like the, was it the gas station? Did I'll give
3: you this it does take a little bit He's to get started. Like, it takes a while before he comes back. It takes a little bit before he really starts to get the vibe. See, and that,
1: that's where Bigos improves. Like, I don't like scanners. Yeah, Mind's eye is the the version of scanners I want. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And I say that, and I go back every six months and try and watch scanners and get it. Maybe one day I will, but I just don't. I'm not saying it's bad. I just don't get it. I don't like it. But it's the same. So maybe it's the same thing with Life Force. We're like... Dude, almost human starts immediately. Like there is no fucking like, oh, we just got to get through this to build the character. It's like yeah. you start in crisis. Like what the yeah, fuck you is do. going you on? Totally
3: starting crisis, and that's
1: why it works. Like it's just you boom, 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 boom.
3: I think that's one of the reasons that I liked it too. Yeah, Is it just the guy shows up and he's like, We're gonna "Go, We're gonna get the fuck out of here," and then and then the guy gets taken. Uh, the other thing I saw was uh, this past Sunday after the last episode, I went and saw the lighthouse and. Um, <gasps> I liked it. Um, it's it's a, it's an odd review for me because I literally said I texted Sean. This yeah, you, when I, it ended, I said okay. When it ended, I literally sat there in the theater and. Like, most people were silent, living like I. I think they don't know what to, they didn't know what the fuck to expect. They kind of knew what They're to like, expect.
0: They're like, wait, what
3: happened? And I went, to
0: Pattinson. He's not sparkling. Yeah. it Pattinson or red? Yeah, it's Pattinson. I think He's that there sparkly. was a couple
3: girls there that were literally there for Pattinson because I was like, uh, they were disappointed. Uh, it would fuck. <laughs> there was these two girls, and one was wearing like a cartoony hat, and like I was like, uh,
0: that's like being a, a fan baby
3: of baby. Harry Potter, and then you go see Equus, and you're like, oh! Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like,
0: You're um, fucking a horse. Okay. <laughs> I wanted, to, I I wanted like, a cute little teenager You feel like doing the magic. wrong
3: place for... Okay, well, let's see how this plays out. Um, but yeah, so people are getting up and walking out, and I just went to myself, huh. Okay. Like, I just... I'm still... Thinking about the actual story yeah. of the film and like how things unfold, but uh, it's like hard the, to unpack. It is hard to unpack.
1: Uh, I a still haven't. Honestly, there's a lot to unpack. There. I I know I, mean, I know I need a second viewing in order to like I I just don't know but what only,
3: I saw. But like uh, like I like I said to you in text, like it's a fucking beautiful movie. It is like, it's gorgeous. I don't I'm I'm curious if it, how much was the cinematographer or how much is him as a director or them both working together but like oh god damn it there's shots in that film that like if they made into posters I'd hang them on my Yeah them. right I was like great Like one of the ones that hit me right away was when they get to the island and they're just walking to the lighthouse yeah. the two characters and they and they're walking along and they were walking along this cliff and they decided to do this upshot of the cliff with you see them walk along the cliff and I went that's a cool fucking shot yeah. because somebody could have just went let's just walk behind yeah of course my, watch them walk past and they went no 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 we're gonna go down there we're gonna shoot up up, up to them yeah and I thought because oh, it makes cool. them small
1: compared to what they're you yes. know it miniaturizes them it that is my
3: point them. is that there's so much smart camera work in yeah. that film. And like another shot that I was just like, oh shit, that's a fucking great shot. Was that weird dream that he has? I forget. I forget the name of the characters. But where he
1: with the tentacles and shit.
3: No, when he goes and he like sees the body. Oh yeah. And he turns the body over and it's him, and yeah. then he feels the hand on it. He sees the hand on his shoulder, and he turns around, and there's uh... I'm totally blanking on Defoe. the characters. There's the foe. And Defoe's naked, and it cuts to this side shot, and there's him, and then there's him on the ground, and then there's Defoe, and Defoe's in this great, like, it's, it's like Grecian, like yeah. this great Grecian pose, and his eyes have, are shooting light, and I'm like, a fucking lighthouse, and I was like, that was
1: beautiful. Yeah.
3: Wow.
4: Fucking that, blew my mind. That
1: movie is all about the language of the visuals, and just not really... Like I think one it of the is... reasons I haven't unpacked it is because I don't think it's. I'm trying to what? like force order onto these chaotic things. It very is. Dreamy. There is. It, it is. is very dreamy. It's, it so you asked me that on the last episode if it's Lynchian, and I said yes. Would you agree? Yeah. 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 So and I know somebody. It's Lynchian
3: in its construction. It's Lynchian in its, like I don't. Is that happening? Or
1: is well, that? Happening? And is we're, we're is playing. What is that happening? We're playing with the raw yeah. jelly of like the yeah. primordial mind. None yes. of this is like yes
4: you there's know there's there's no
1: like oh well here's you know obviously the story is this
0: so, like, yeah. it sounds like how William Burroughs writes it's, yeah, <laughs> where oh. you're yeah, like
3: that's a good call
4: yeah
3: um yeah and then like uh, there were scenes where like I was literally having a catch up with Defoe's character and that like
1: sea dog way of talking well I guys, love the and calls him out, whoa, out no, and he's shit. like oh you're Captain Ahab way of talking or whatever <laughs> yeah.
3: like I love that yeah, cause cause I was like that was amazing wasn't it well, like First it's because first it was you had to eat the grass then it's because, then that's how then that's how your leg got that way and then it was this other story and I was like, oh shit he's right like uh, but yeah it's <laughs> he's so amazing like they're both so great yeah both
1: of them are fantastic. That
3: one scene that like I saw as a cut like uh, uh, what, what an odd little commercial to throw on Instagram but it's a neat scene for that movie is the what? What, 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 and then it involves them screaming at yeah. each other, and then like I think it, is it Defoe who goes okay? And I was <laughs> like, was that an argument? Yeah, with right. Was one word? Was like, that was fucking nuts. That was great. Like, oh, I enjoyed. I did enjoy the shit out of it. It's it was. A, it's a weird ass movie. It but is it's a weird movie. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun weird ass movie. I, it's I a big follow up. Like
1: it's not as easily you know again like i said last time I, the Witch i couldn't wait to watch it again yeah. this yeah you know i mean Give I'll it some see time. It again but Give yeah some time. exactly but it breathes
3: <laughs> uh, but like yeah i mean this guy man fuck where does he follow up with this he really is establishing like he like yeah it, i mean the 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 tightment the tight ratio as well the square ratio oh, that. like it only adds to the like this is the time period yeah. like it's just, I heard someone describe it as, it's like a found, it's like, it's like he found footage from that period and then made it into a movie. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, that's, that's a it good movie. does feel like because it, <laughs> it has the type ratio that they filmed in that period and everything. Um, but, uh, oh, well, for the purpose of expediency, I'll, I'll move on to the next one. Uh, the other thing I saw, of course, uh, we were talking about a little bit before him was Lords of Chaos. I liked it. I think it's a fucking great movie. Um, I was really impressed with the acting. Um, I, I it, Rory Culkin. Holy shit, yeah. that guy, man. Fuck. Like, they could make some, I don't know. There's Find the right project for the Culkin brothers because yeah. I love Party Monster as well and let them be in a biopic together and it know, just blow your mind. You'll just be like, holy shit, what was that? Like,
0: they could do like The Menendez Brothers retelling. Oh it. shit.
3: <laughs> fucking great idea. Right. But
4: yeah,
0: day, it's it so
3: entertaining. Um it's it's a great fucking movie in you know, and of itself, but it's so entertaining a uh, uh, a subject matter. It's so cinematic as well. a yeah, subject good, it's matter. Gorgeous.
4: Um
3: I like, you know, you you uh, Anthony said before that like it's a fucking brutal movie and like I'd heard from other people, too, like, it's a fucking brutal movie. And, like, I was surprised because the brutality of it is so accurate mm-hmm. to reality. Um, but I think that's why it hits. Like, I remember sitting there watching it and, like, because it wasn't, well, maybe only three days ago, and I'm watching it and they have that concert where Dad starts cutting into oh, his arm. Man. And I was like, that looks real it was real like it, and it, it was it was hurting me yeah. in a way that like and even when like he starts to kill himself like oh. they did the effects there so accurately yeah, that's to so how rough. the human body looks like it's not you, you it feels like you're watching someone actually do these things himself yeah. or these things actually happening it doesn't have a movie quality it no. doesn't it's like crash it doesn't have that like it's not artificial. Like you feel like you're actually watching this happening. You're like, oh god.
0: That that movie reminded me of how <sighs> a, a visceral a stabbing is, and yeah. how much I yes. don't like to watch stabbing.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's that was. Yeah. There's both the stabbings yeah. are rough.
0: You don't remember in until the light takes his frost doing that performance. No. Oh yeah, that, that bothered me too. too.
3: That bothered me too. Well, but
0: that's it was I that, really yeah, yeah, that's real. really it's him real. cutting. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. But like that's the thing is that like. You see that documentary. You see this film, and like you feel like you're actually watching it happen. Like the effect there, like you see him cutting into his arm, and you're like, "Oh my god!" I feel like that's actually his arm. Well, Andy doesn't go. I across know the this street, is a movie, a but too, so. fuck. But then it's smart. Like it has that scene happen, but then it cuts them sitting in the restaurant, and he's pale he's shaking a little bit and you know Hieronymus is like are you okay? Yeah. And you're like I think he's almost fucking dead. Is it just dead. like duct
1: tape or whatever? Yeah.
3: And then when he killed himself it hit
1: me out of yeah, I nowhere. Mean, I
3: didn't see it happening. And then like because like first I was like oh he's just he's into self-harm now. Okay. But then he like cut down the arm and I was like oh he's he's doing it the right way. Uh oh. Uh oh. Is this a Suicide attempt or oh no. And then he cut his throat and I was like, oh shit.
0: You okay, bud? (laughs) He's uh
3: he's not long for this world. Uh if someone doesn't show up, he's fucking gone. And then he grabbed the shotgun and I was like, oh, okay. And then when they showed the result of the shotgun blast, man! Again, so accurate to life. Like, well you have I mean they actually have the picture to show, but like it's. It doesn't. It doesn't fake the violence. It, no, it, not at it, all. It, it gives it all of its intensity. It gives it all of its honesty. Yeah, um, very entertaining film. Very entertaining film.
0: And I would say read Lords of Chaos, but I to me that book is so one sided.
1: Mm. I mean, it was a good read, but all, it,
0: It's a it, good read, but they, just kind of attack, I think, black metal and all of those people in the scene and don't realize, too, they were young and stupid, and it just kind of...
3: You know, yeah, I, I mean, I get that, but at the same time, maybe it was because I saw um, Before the Light Takes Us, before this film, like, a few maybe many years back, I don't know, maybe like three or four years ago, that, like, I'd heard that whole thing about burning the churches and why they burnt the churches, and I was like, "Ooh, I feel like there's some justification there. Like,
0: yeah,
3: the you know, because, I mean, they were one of the last, from what I read, like one of the last Norwegian uh, cultures to get changed to Christianity. So like... That anger about the, you know, end of their old culture, like, yeah, just throw your old culture away, just adopt Christianity, which is what what happened with Christianity around most of the world, um, is still kind of fresh to them, so I kind of, I could understand it. Plus, I mean, he opens with the thing of, like, in the voiceover of, like, this is Sweden, one of of the countries with the highest suicide rates in the world. And it's true, like... There's something weird about that culture because they're, they, I mean, they're surrounded by snow, and it's cold, and like they're always supposed to be chipper. That and like it, I think they oh, always supposed to be chipper. No, and,
0: no, but like that's the thing. Norwegians aren't. Norwegians are supposed to be these people that don't really talk about their feelings. Like it's hard to get to know them. And That's, well, they And go. one, same thing, too. It's not just a Christianity aspect. It's the aspect of Americanization. Like, they didn't get a McDonald's until, like, a certain time, like, really late in picking up that American culture that they didn't like. Yeah. Uh, it, it is very interesting, but god damn.
2: Like, for, for us, remember how they're talking about after, like, Barr gets out of jail, how they they made the cover of, like, Kerrang! and Hit Parade. Yeah, yeah. I was reading those magazines at the time here in the United States, like, as a kid. Literally saying, like, what the fuck is, is this? Is this? And then, like, Metal Blade caught on and was like, okay, we're going to put out the first, like, Blackened thing. And Metal Blade did, like, I think three volumes of it. I remember that and vaguely. Blackened was, like, the my first introduction to black metal in the United States. Because it was a compilation of just all these black metal bands from all over, you know... Um, the uh, um, the fjords no. the <laughs> from from the right over there. <laughs> you know, just you know, we were getting black metal from from everywhere at that right. point, and I, it wasn't it obviously it wasn't popular here in the states as much as death metal was. But um, I mean that's that's how I remember reading about these things for the first time, and just like whoa, what the fuck is right. happening over there? The
0: truth is stranger than fiction. And it
2: was a, like a naughty thing, like it was a big taboo. It's like I probably shouldn't listen. To that. I love black metal now, but black metal is the uh, a, a huge, you know, thing for me now. I, I listen to it daily, but um, yeah, I remember hearing about it for the first time and just like totally like uh captivated by it. But at the same time, it's like maybe that's the step beyond death metal that I shouldn't right. Take. But which makes you know?
1: it like that's how I always love that. Like, and, like I don't feel like there is that now. Because it's manufactured, but back, and, and there's the internet, but back in, like, the early 90s, I love that. Like, I remember my life at the Thrill Club cult not a black metal, but, you know, industrial, whatever you want to call them, but Confessions of a Knife, inside there was, like, Ride the Mind Way, and there was, like, a P.O. Box to write, you know, and it was, like, a newsletter, right? But I was, like, I remember thinking, what if I could just send something there, and then they, like, come and kill you? <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous, but there wasn't this information everywhere. Right, so there was there was still this. You could have these twilight regions of like maybe this is dangerous, maybe this is the step I couldn't take.
0: Yeah, because all the it's like metallion back in the day, just trying like trading tapes. And yeah, like, yeah. Him doing his newsletter, and somehow that newsletter from fucking Norway getting all the way over here. Yeah, and it was underground, and it was all DIY. And yeah, there is it,
1: no underground. Now. Yeah, there can't. I mean, there, there is just because there's so much, right? So like. There's so much that it hides stuff, but it's still available if you know how to look for it. Before it's like
0: you really the, had to seek. Yeah, thing.
1: like you had you had to write to somebody and get mail order. You know, like I still have old Mister Bungle stuff I sent away for. That's like the the missing pieces of the liner notes for Disco Volante, and it's. But like, now
2: you can go to Best Buy and buy a Dibou Borgier album, which is just fucking. It's borderline ridiculous. But you know, personally.
1: honestly though, I or mean, like
0: Burzum redoing all of his albums yeah. and yeah. like putting out remastering. It's like you're you're not supposed to remaster. Yeah, well, I thought the whole, whole
1: idea was that you're yeah. using the headphone as a microphone because it sounds like shit. Yeah, that's I
0: want I want one fucking take, and if you fuck up, keep yeah. it in there. Keep yeah. we're doing it live, you know. Just yeah. keep Going. Uh,
1: okay. Nothing.
3: You <laughs> got one more. The last one. Uh, the last one is a movie I saw Shutter. So. I think we have to do the obligatory shout-out shutter as usual. Yeah. But, Sponsor uh, was Sponsor us, <laughs> Sponsors, please. Was uh, this movie, an Irish film called Let Us Pray. And um, I hadn't heard anyone talking about it, and I just happened to look on there and um, saw this movie, and I clicked on the description. And in the description, one of the things that hit me was a cross between... Stephen King's Needful Things and Carpenter's Assault on pre Saint 13. Oh, wow. And I went... What would that look like? Intriguing. And the picture they showed oh, yeah. was this fucking guy, shirtless, seemingly looks to be covered slightly in blood, who's wrapped in um,
4: uh, barbed
3: wire, holding a shotgun. And I was like, this looks bananas. I gotta see this.
0: You know what? I've seen it, and I've... Fell asleep in the middle of.
3: Really. The
0: yeah. Not, nothing. Not, oh. not saying anything bad about the movie. I think I was just tired and.
3: Really. Oh, let
0: me put on I something that I really want to watch right now. I thought
3: it was good. Like it. No, had... no, no. Not. I'm
0: not not in the movie. I just think I wasn't ready.
3: The I mean. It, it, uh, that's interesting to me. But like, um, it definitely has a Carpenter feel to it. Like they, you know, the other, the opening soundtrack. Um. The way things move, the way the story evolves, but it's uh yeah, I thought it was an entertaining film. It's uh, and uh, I don't want to go into the setup of it because I think okay. like it gives too much away. So just watch yeah. it. Yeah. Just okay. just check it out. I, I don't even
1: know. I'm sure I passed the thumbnail, but I don't. It, I don't
3: recognize it. It's violent and fun and okay. got some supernatural elements to it. Um, yeah, good time. I thought it was a good time. Cool. Not too Thank long. you. I I only I, maybe eighty nine minutes, ninety minutes, something like that, which is something I have found that I love about horror. Yeah. Because in and out. There's so many things out there, like, like the, I mean, it, the, the way that films are made, especially now, like they just feel like we can take more time if we need it. So like, yeah. it Except used not to be such cemetery, a sin. reason. It, just, it used to be such a sin for an action movie to go too much past an hour 40, 98 minutes. Like, there used to be so many, and it was like, don't go past, because you're going to bore the audience. Yeah, like, but most of those action movies also it.
2: have shitty fucking stories. Well,
3: that's probably that's If true it's not, too. like,
2: Bond caliber, it doesn't work for some But, reason,
3: like, I well, I mean, like, the fir- I remember the first time I was new Bond movies, like, the, the, not the new Bond films, but, like, the... the uh, Casino Royale came out, and it was like two hours and 15 minutes. And I was like, holy shit, this is long for an action movie. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, the Marvel
1: films started to do that. Like I, I think the last I have, one is close to three hours. But those have intricate plots. Like, like, I don't love all of them, and I think, you know, like Infinity War dragged like a motherfucker. But the I, I think the Bond movies are terrible, actually. I think they're awful. I, you know, I have problems with... Uh, even it's the I'm Peter and the Casino Chicken. Royale. If you watch Casino Royale, it's literally... Peter and the Chicken. The first time I saw it, I thought it was great, and then I rewatched it like a couple years after, yeah, around the time Skyfall came out, and I was like, it's fucking Peter Griffin and the Chicken. Holy shit, this sucks. Oh
0: my god. Yeah, uh, sorry, I just ruined the it's Daniel Craig little Bonds,
1: little but they're, I mean, they're better than the fucking Roger Moore Bonds. Okay. I was planning
0: a Daniel Craig uh, Bond movie marathon well, tomorrow. Not, not, so. Just call
1: me upon the anti-clown.
0: But, <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the third beer really steered but my steered my references into a strange yeah, nether world. No, it's nice. I like it. I need no, you it's to
0: bring nice. it back to creepy metal songs. Okay, that's cool. That but I, I, but you know,
3: I just I like that because they just like get it, get get in, get out, tell the story you need to, and, and then, then be gone, move on. Like, so
1: Snow you no dragging. It's on great. that note, anybody listening to this is going to be like, How you, long is? You're fucking kidding me! You're, you're just... cresting two hours. <laughs> Are we really? Yeah. So let's do the movie. So what is the movie? Uh, Slither. Nice. So we're going to watch Slither, and then we'll Slither on back to give you guys... Fuck you, Casey Kasem. Okay, so we just watched Slither. James Gunn. 2006. 2006. Anthony's pick. Anthony, why did you pick this movie?
2: It's the last movie I stood up and clapped for in the movie theaters. Really, I love this flick. I love it too. It's ridiculous, and it's no secret that it's a blatant fucking ripoff of Night of the Creeps. But it's but it's not. It it it's, it's, it's different enough, and this is what we. This is
1: a good dovetail with what Ray was talking about earlier. Where there's homage. There's
2: Definitely homage. no, yeah, no. This whole movie is. A is an homage yeah. to Yeah. And too. I know oh, you I didn't night. mean that, Eleven No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. And it, it, it's. That would be dumb to say because I love Night of the Creeps. Yeah. It's another one of my favorites, you know, from well, childhood. But. It's a
3: little Night of the Creeps and, like, also, like. Uh, night of
1: the Dead, The Blob. Yeah. When he's he about Sally. Body. I was going to say Invasion you know? of yeah, Body
3: Snatchers, The.
4: It should the be faculty, like, especially that like whole story. thing of,
3: like, it's this one, you gotta kill off the one creature that's controlling all the others, yeah. and then once that's gone, boom, the rest
1: of them are dead. That's a, which is a great story device, because, like, it just makes the, like, when you have a town infested, how are you really to two people, or yeah. three people really, get, well, you just kill one, and it takes care of it. But,
2: yeah. I mean, honestly, like, what drew me to the film was, I didn't know that he'd work on the uh, uh, Toxic Avenger team. When he was with trauma, I had no idea about it. But I did see and enjoy um, uh, his script that he wrote for the Dawn of the Dead remake. So I did I did like that and then when I heard that he was doing another horror film uh, that he was going to get to direct himself mm-hmm. and then seeing some of the cast involved too, I was like, yeah, I'm sign me up. So when this came out, I remember it came out around my birthday back in 06 and um, back in 06 and uh, <laughs> I remember I was like, all right, let's all go see this. And um, I got a gang of people together, you know, my movie group at the time. And uh, I think there was like six or seven of us I went to go see it. And of course, by the end of the film, everybody was looking at me in utter disgust. It was just like... So your old movie group was a bunch of fucking pussies is what you're (laughs) telling us now. Damn right. Um, (laughs) But yeah, they were just like, of course you would pick this disgusting film. And I, again, I stood up and started fucking clapping. Now, were you over. the only
1: one in the theater clapping? Absolutely, standing? I was. Wait, the one. this was yeah. your film. Fuck this yeah. is your movie
3: yeah. crew. Yeah. Like one slight deviation. This was a movie crew, the crew people that you went to see movies with, and they didn't.
2: They weren't acclimated. Not everybody. Not everybody was was into it. Um, I mean, we were watching a lot of like obscure stuff. It's like, oh, let's check out a carousel tonight. You know. Uh, some, oh. some of us were trying to be hoity-toity about it. And oh. me, I was just like, give me some fucking splatter. This is exactly what yeah. I want to see. Gotcha. And it was my birthday. I'll anyways. take this so shit over Kurosawa any day. Thank though. you. Um, not that there's anything wrong with you, No, I, I, know, don't, I don't don't personally yeah. like Kurosawa. Yeah, but... Um, I just, this was one of those movies that just stood out to me because they weren't making films like this anymore. Right. And... Like we talked about how there's so many different little, you know, homages to all these other films that we, we love, you know, growing up. Um, it was just right up my alley. So it was definitely a love letter film, in, in my opinion. Um, yeah, yeah. It's and, absolutely a love and letter I, film. I def- this is a movie that I watch probably once or twice a year That's still. Cool. like it's, it's one of those go-tos. I love this fucking flick. Um, but yeah, I just remember the first time I see it and just people staring at me. That we're leaving the theater like why is this idiot clapping? people were just grossed out and and you know but I, I thought about it and I was like maybe these people aren't they, they don't they don't get they don't get it they don't understand the source material and um and I think that bothered me too because I'm like, well there's all these films that like I said that I love and respect that don't get enough attention and, and now now they do i mean all that stuff has kind of come full circle now and, and you know all those all those films have been deemed you know cult cult status and everybody seems to worship them now but um this one is just always one that stood out with me and then you know following him on to like super and then obviously oh. you know now guard the guardians films and and uh, i i love his um i love his uh, uh the word escapes me right now. Where, where he was able to bring in a lot of those crew crew members and, and cast members that he worked with in the yeah cast. into the big stuff, into right? the big stuff, and I thought that was so cool that he continued to work with these guys and give them work and you know make names. Yeah. make names yeah names for a lot of folks you know that was fucking awesome of him. His it's just really cool cool flick to me. Um, it's like I said, just the, we don't It's practical effects that the effects yeah. are fucking genius. They're mixed between CG and practical. Um, but I've talked enough. What do you guys think of the film? No, dude. If it. you have more to say, keep talking. I, mean, I could suck this film's dick all night, but it's gonna get gross. Well, but you need both <laughs> of them. It, in, but you need it, both to get woomy. To get like, woomy, yeah, to get yeah, woomy so. you got to get both of them. It, in, of it's course.
3: weird to oh me God. that you say that you were in a theater where people walked out, grossed out, and then, like. Yeah. I mean, I was very hesitant because I just mm, when it comes to slimy and slugs, I'm a little bit oh shit. But then after seeing Night of the Creeps, I like that.
0: Uh, you know... You don't like those juicy movies. I don't like the juicy <laughs> movies. That's very accurate. That's
1: funny, because I, like I always see you in those sweatpants <laughs> where juicy written across the well, oh <laughs>
3: ass. Does my ass look better? I ask you this.
0: <laughs> Peace of ass.
3: But, uh, well, thank you, darling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know why that, I pulled that. That was weird. Uh, um, but... Um, <laughs> I. <laughs>
0: I, I'm just picturing him in a pink <laughs> <laughs>
3: Take a moment for that, everybody. Oh Lord, but um... oh Jesus, I lost track of my thought. Hold on, uh, shit. Juicy. No 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 like moist. I I realized as, as we we're watching this that like I was thinking about some other. I, I, I was thinking about, like, other movies that I've seen that are um, maybe similar or even,
0: like... Like Society?
3: Not even Society, but, like, well, that's true. But, like, you know, the parts where they're, like, running from the from the people and, like, their heads are getting blown up and, like, um, you know, they're spitting out, like, whatever, acid, slime, whatever that is, shit that they spit out. And I realized that, like... I was like, you know what? This is not any worse than what I saw in Planet Terror.
1: Yeah, Planet, no, like, a very, Planet yeah. Terror
3: is a lot goopier and grosser, and like people's heads blow up, and you know. So I was like, uh, I think I'm okay.
4: Like this maybe the- I
3: got into the right, like maybe I started watching the right kind of movies. But like yeah. honestly, like the, the, the reason I say it's funny is that um, there was people that I knew at the time that this movie came out that I worked with who went and saw this and we're like ugh oh. they weren't horror movie people and they were like I fucking love that movie it was oh, hilarious man. it's so good Ray you gotta go see it and I was like I'm not really into the goopy horror thing and they're like no no you gotta go see it so I honestly just never got around to it but
2: now yeah it's pretty awesome I think it's got just awesome. Most... like the amount, right amount of camp to like make yes. it enjoyable yes. for yes. me yes yeah. Yes. Which comes from a trauma the, pedigree, I, I think. think you know. the, I
3: think the camp helps out a lot. I think the camp helps out a lot. It's got a little bit of humor to it. Um, you know, obviously, uh, God knows.
0: And it's a wink and a use. nod to oh, yeah. true horror fans that will yeah. pick up on Definitely. all that. Well, like all the names yeah. and, you know, all the little and shit. and, and not, not
2: unlike the not creeps were, you know. Yeah. You know, the chick's last name is Cronenberg and and all that stuff. Yeah, it's funny. I
3: mean, it's honestly funny to me because, like, I knew so many people that, like, loved this film that, like, I'm surprised you ran into so many people that didn't. And, like... They were uh, probably a bunch of square idiots. But then again, you know, I mean, (laughs) seeing the progression of his career, like, uh, maybe... Maybe that's why. Like, it's surprising that like after this movie, he then goes and makes Super. Like, he has to take a step back. So so
1: that's what I was gonna say. Is like really because this is like funny, and even when it's well, it's a big. I've only seen Super once.
3: I remember this being in theaters. I remember the push for it. I remember seeing the commercials for it. It's a Universal movie. Yeah. But then super, super smaller, super's a lot smaller. But and su- like I didn't hear about that in theaters. Super
2: also fit into uh, like a niche of movies because wasn't he also didn't work for a while? And between that, he was doing a web series called uh, PG Porn. Oh, that's where bizarre is where... that
3: when he wrote the podcast? He had the uh, tweets that I'm got sure in that's trouble. when he
2: did. But he was doing these like oh I I hate to I glorify joking. violence towards women, but this was, this was like the gag that he did where he had like. Um, he would so hire the these these porn starlets to come on and uh, and like work opposite like credible actors, and they would get do- they would get killed in these like ridiculous situations where like uh, one of these one of these gals was like trying to come on to uh, what's his name was what's the lead's, lead's name in this film? Oh, Fillion. oh Fillion. Uh, Fillion. Fillion. And he was he was trying to act like a. Sexy contractor, and he accidentally shoots her in the head with a nail gun when she's oh, trying geez. to go down on him. It's ridiculous, but like it was hysterical. Um, and he didn't work for a while, and then he got super. So,
1: super's 2010,
2: yeah. And you know why
1: it was, well, you so you know why obviously I wasn't there, but I'm gonna guess because I, ju- I just I was pretty sure, but I just confirmed it. IMDb, yeah. The thing with super, it's 2010, yeah. So was Kickass. Kick-ass um, was huge. Yeah. And they're they're parallels, right? And you like Super is a better movie. The, the other thing is like Super is so fucking dark. We I've only seen it once I saw Ray, and we literally had a group viewing, and I'll never forget there's the scene where Ellen Page basically rapes yes. Rain Wilson, which forever made me attracted to Ellen Page which is just creepy so, as fuck
4: because yeah, okay. it's
1: just literally a switch was just flipped and I was like oh my god but I'll just never forget after that scene Ray was just like well <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm like, he—he
1: he was speaking for the whole room. Like, we were—I just remember feeling like everybody in the room was like,
0: "Cause we didn't expect." Cause I, I watched was that. I was in that group viewing. I had Man, a strong emotional
3: reaction it,
0: it, it was almost like watching *Hereditary* for the first
4: time when shit happened. You're like, just fucking happen? "I
1: mean, just and her fervor, you know? It's like, oh my god, holy shit!" But so the point being that is like such an unbelievably dark movie. It is. And it's kind of like, oh, you want to do your little kick-ass thing? Okay, okay. Well, here, here how about this? Oh. You know, and I, I would imagine there were people that went to
2: see that,
1: that had seen kick-ass and probably were like, ooh, wow.
2: Rooker was in that one as well. And Kevin Bacon? Also? Kevin Bacon yeah. is a yeah. drug dealer. Is Rook- yeah. I forgot Rooker was in it. I think it. Rooker was like a henchman or something like that. That makes that sense. In that, in that one. Yeah, because
1: Kevin Bacon's a drug dealer. Is it Steven Tyler's daughter? Is yeah,
2: yeah. Tyler. The wife? Yeah.
1: Rain Wilson, Ellen Page. No, the lo- the
2: loyalty he shows to his, his crew yeah. is fucking outstanding. I love him for it. Yeah, so I love that. So did Rainn get the
0: job because he was working on The Office with his wife, you think? Oh, it's, maybe.
2: That's probably the connection. Yeah, yeah. Gen- yeah, yeah. I'm You know what? Um,
3: I didn't know this background about Gunn, but now I have been seeing this film. I knew about Super, but having seen this film, too, and knowing more of his background that he worked in Toronto... It's interesting, I always have accounted for it and like it's it's weird the way it slipped into the radar with so many audiences, but it always blew my mind that in both the Guardians of the Galaxy films, he gets away with doing some pretty heinous murders in that film, his characters. That like that aren't that don't exist in the rest of the Marvel universe. Because he does it with humor and it's fucking amazing. And I mean, one of the things
1: about it. I never saw the second one, but one of the things about um Gun is that he brings a certain sensibility to where he's doing.
3: Yeah.
1: And and it just like what you said where like people yeah. at work, you know, back when Slyther came out saw this and they were not horror people with their go I love that movie, you should see it. Like I feel like there is a universal thing to the way he approaches violence and humor and the melding of the two and just action or like the whole, you know, nine yeah, yards. Like yeah. He's a very cohesive filmmaker and he's very good. He's got a very good tone for getting away with shit like that even in a Marvel movie. I think part of the reason that the people I knew liked it so much too with this movie is
3: that humor. He's, yeah. He's, it, he uses it, it's subversive. He uses it in a way to get away with doing something that in a normal, if they did it Straight, yeah, it wouldn't not the camp like you're saying it would. It would just be like, that's gross. Well, yeah. he
0: probably he learned uh. that from trauma. Though. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's the trauma. You go, yeah.
2: What y'all think of the effects in the film? Even the
1: CG doesn't bother me, and and a lot of 2006. Like I feel like there's still going to be cases if we if we went back and looked at some movies that relied on CG that were not great, but like it's pretty good. Like it's a good mix. Maybe it's because it's mixed. No. but I, I don't there's a few times I'm like eh. but for the most part like I never felt like yeah I only had a couple
3: I thought I liked the stuff at the ending I liked the practical the only one where I was like uh, okay was when they corner him as the big worm creature and then when he's when, like he's running away fast I was like
0: the CG. I like yeah. the movie so much. But I don't even mind it. I don't even mind
2: it. Or... It almost adds to its charm.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, it's
1: it's kind of like more recently, the Ash vs. Evil Dead, the first season, the first episode, I'll never forget, forget watching it and being like, there's a mix of like a really bad CG and impractical effects. And I realized, oh, so is is that now the way that you get the same effect? That like kind of dodgy practical effects you used to get back in the day, like is that how you get that same tone now? Is like kind of dodgy CG because clearly. clearly, like clearly, they had the budget to not go that route. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, why did they go that And plus, like, we just had a scene with some really great practical. And now we're getting some kind of crappy CG, mm-hmm. and it just had to be part of the aesthetic. And then you know, when you get to know the show, it's like it makes perfect sense, right? And I'm. You know, there's kind of a feeling here, too, with that, where that was the best that was available, but he knew how to work it in. He he kind of massages it in, you know?
0: And to me, too, it's, it's, like you're saying, it's that charm. It's like when you watch shitty black and white sci-fi movies. You see the string on the monster, but... Yeah,
1: well, you know, you pull the string, that's what happens,
0: you know? (laughs) Pull the string.
1: (laughs) That's pretty good, but let's hear him call Karloff a cocksucker. (laughs) I came to this movie differently than y'all cuz so I I um always affecting the tone of to the film. I'm in the, you y'all. know, I, I frequent a lot of air supply chat forums. <laughs> what? And, and so when Off this movie your Yeah, account? when this movie, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you shut me down with a better joke right there. So
0: uh,
1: Oh boy.
0: Oh, oh, and I need to hear this. No,
1: that was it. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> It reminds me of—is uh, it the second Hellboy, where they do Mandy? Because Barry Manilow and Air Supply are essentially the same oh, thing oh, yeah. we're that. But that scene where it's like, you know, was yes. well, it Abe? and It's and the Hellboy it's drunk. They're yeah, talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. And getting drunk. then it swells and plays. Yeah, with yeah. That. And Abe is it's,
3: Abe is sad about the princess,
1: and he's yeah. sad about uh, yep.
3: Liz. It's not Mandy.
0: It's uh, can't smile without you. Okay. Yeah, oh, no. yeah, that's
1: it. That's it.
4: Keep singing. I'm glad we watched. Uh, it so I am well. too. great. Pick, man. I think yeah,
2: uh, I think we were overdue for some splatter, and um,
0: fun oh, splatter. Fun
2: splatter. And um, yeah, no, it still holds up in my opinion. I think it's a great underrated flick that does get a lot of hate, unfortunately, because of its comparisons to *Night of the Creeps*. *Night of the Creeps*, but um, and the purist will say that this film is bullshit. However. Like I said before, it's a complete love letter to horror fans, yeah, it is. and it's it's still fun and that's why Shout Factory put it out last year, you know, in a special edition Blu-ray for everybody to buy. And I'm a sucker and I went and bought it and um And you don't yeah, buy I mean, Shout Factory so I it's don't buy so like Shout Factory, yeah. Um so I'm I'm happy that I, I own this one still and I'm I'm glad I'm glad we watched it. It was fucking fun.
0: Really Pierce don't like this movie?
2: those aren't purists
1: they're
3: elitists oh definitely this goes back to a conversation I think we had like an early episode where I saw this meme where it was like um there was two pictures like one of them is this guy and he's wearing like a like a beret and he's like holding like a craft beer and he's like oh horror you want to talk about horror and he's like the you would get horror connoisseur you know a fancy guy Carnosaur? cut con- connoisseur right, oh, yeah I was oh. like
0: we should watch that one next That's fucking bitch and flick.
3: <laughs> and then the other picture below is of this guy well he kind of looked a little bit like you honestly um shithead <laughs> no no but he's like you know he's got like the hoodie on and tattoos and he's like uh like you know Silver Party Massacre 2 I'm in like and you know so it's like the dichotomy of like Horror seems to be, like, the split of, like, the people who are, like... uh, Like, the cheesy stuff, or, like, fucking A, yes, I'll watch Or the highbrow. Or or the highbrow. Well, here's the thing. Here's here's the thing.
1: I feel like all of us represent a good cross, like... I think we're kind of a combination. Yeah, because I like stuff that's, you know, highbrow to the point where, like, I know some people think, like, I only like stuff that's arty, and that's totally not the case. No. And I also like shit like Slither or like Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, so, and then there's the shit that you lo- you don't like that
3: everyone loves or like, I don't know, like Child's Play. People are like, oh, yeah, fucking check the I movies. I fucking hate like, those movies. Yeah, yeah, it I'm does nothing for
1: me. Don't care. I'm not saying they're bad don't and I love Brad Dourif, but I would I, say I, they're bad. Brad I would say they're bad. Child's Play movie, Dominate
2: me the asshole. Here's the thing. No, no, no.
1: No, I won't say they're bad until I rewatch them which won't happen. But Dominating You know, like... Friday the 13th, I would have never gone back and said, like, they're crap until I watched them. And I was like, Jesus, they're crap. Like they're, yeah. Most of them, other than Adams and the first one, are just Garb and Crispin Glover's Dance. Um, God.
0: I just watched that oh, on still... YouTube because I had to rewatch. it. Yeah, of course. It. Crispin Glover's Dance in that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so
3: yeah. So. They saw that. saw that.
0: I just saw Crispin Glover's Dad in a movie, too. I forget
4: what
0: it was, but he Danny was in Glover? a wheelchair. <laughs> Sean's favorite
4: actor. Oh, that would be amazing.
1: <laughs> Riggs! Riggs! Fuck him, he sucks. So anyway, so okay. On that note, next next time... Oh my God. <laughs> is I can't Lovercast. wait. Next time, because it, it, it's, it's my pick, and I got something. I, I've i oh. only seen once. I saw had a free screening at a Beyond Fest years ago and Years? it took me a while to track it down oh. and uh, I'm not going to say what it is oh but no it's, can we it's, get a hint? I can't, no I can't wait to fucking watch it again and it you is gotta just gotta look at old seasons it, of Beyond Fest it's just weird out. so okay for the horror vision I am Anthony I'm Ray
0: I'm Tori
1: he's me, Sean, Sean. Yeah. and friend. I'm Sean <laughs> me Sean friend there you go. Okay. I, out I, for I the fucked the it summertime. up I had one line and I blew it <laughs>
0: We're doing it live, fuck it. Ooh. No, you we know should, what? I
1: really should. What, what I want to know is,
4: in deep in there. if
1: you're doing a Save by the Bell episode or a uh, podcast. Is there somebody doing a save by the biv and a save by a devote?
4: Oh!